views Joe Colt, and you'd start in a completely new strength, thread of conversation and expect yeah. expect me to not say anything about that. Yeah, when, when do we go live, actually? I, I think right it's now. right now. Oh. Ten seconds ago, actually. <laughs> and go. Right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for staying with us. We had a, a thrilling finish to the Atlanta Hawks game tonight, uh, but it's time for What's on Joe Mind. So uh, stick with us. We'll be right back after our kick-ass theme song. everybody it's 905 ish uh it's tuesday night welcome to what's on joe mind we are a fan cast about the world of gi joe i'm your host mike arizari how's everybody doing man cold can't believe they drew up that last play for john Concac. what are you doing come on (laughs) look he hits his free throws you you gotta figure that they're gonna blow the whistle Who's fouling that guy? I don't know. Shoot, Jesus. John Concac shout out. Didn't Ugh. expect that tonight. God, Somebody had that on their bingo card for the last right. eight years. Good for them. Right. The the third option behind Dominique Wilkins and whoever they decided the second option was that year, yeah. so it wouldn't be John Concac. <laughs> it was either John or Tree Rollins. I was I was torn. Yeah. Well, there was Kevin Willis for a while. He he oh, put it. Old T-Rex uh, put in his time with the, the 80s Hawks. But anyways, whatever. Uh, joining me here in the top row, he's the former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro. It's the hot show, Mark Weber. I mean, we're going to have to start celebrating anniversaries, right, of how long it's been. But be that as it may, you know, once a champion, always a champion. I wore that belt. Uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> Look, man, I dare say... However long it's been, you're still the only former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand that's doing a weekly G.I. Joe show. Mm, so, I, I I, mean, it's your bona fides. I, I don't yep. think that that's a problem. Not, you know, they say scar, scars are metals they can't take away. So right. Let's do this. Uh, Diana Davis says, I was feeding the fish when you came on. You scared the bejesus out of me. Now there's bejesus everywhere. Boy. That sounds like a terrible personal problem. You better put uh, a towel down. And while we're dealing with terrible personal problems, Racktime Rob. Hi. Yeah. I'm so cold. Yeah, we're uh, we're here in the Midwest, caught in the, the middle of the the uh, yearly cold snap, which seems to take everybody by surprise somehow. It's not like it's winter or anything. I know, but it no. still sucks. It, uh, it does. Uh, look, I'm not I'm not denying the suckage. Uh, yeah, three degrees if you can't see his phone. That ain't uh, Celsius. Not- no, Phil is going to hold up his phone, and I'm going to cut him from the broadcast. Yeah, we're, yeah. It's... But in the fourth hole tonight, because again, we do have a, a very special main event. Uh, but uh, joining us from the uh, the, can you ban him before he talks? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, is that a record? I don't know. Quickest ban at three thirty eight. You know, joining us from the Articulated Points Podcast. It's Phil Donnelly, everyone. Hey. Yeah, I'm not. Thanks clapping. for begrudgingly having me on here. I'm not <laughs> clapping for Phil. Fifty-seven degrees, Donnelly. Yeah. Oh. 
It's only 54 degrees warmer than where I am. Man. I I still, for every, just, I wore shorts going to dinner tonight. So I, uh, I'm a, I'm a fool is what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm a fool. It was cold. I, I figured, ah, it's a five minute drive and, you know, walking from the, you know, I'll be out in it for two minutes. That was too, too many minutes. That was dumb. Um, cheapest big spender knows the score. Phil is at Disneyland. That's just a green screen. Right. No, it, it, we can tell that it's actually Phil's because it's got all of his weird, creepy Baroness figures in there. So yeah. the Chiron specifically says, "I am not at Disneyland." Right. I mean that that's that's kind of the clue that says that you are. But but I, again, I recognize your your weird, um, almost fetish setup on the on the back shelves there. It's a sideshow figure. <laughs> hey, Mark. Yeah. If we wanted to, if we wanted to go, you know, give Phil noogies for rubbing it in our face that it's 55 yeah. degrees out there, how would we get there? I would have to take the 95 and take it all the way west. What what's the <laughs> if we were going to fly out to see you Phil, would we what would we fly into Burbank? Uh well, just the 95's east coast and goes north to south. So yeah. yeah. But, so Burbank or or but, John hey. Wayne, Phil? Uh, 90, Burbank 90. is way off. Mm -hmm. that, that's if you want to take out Diana. <laughs> I'll have you. I'll have you know, Mister Donnelly, that the ninety-five South heads west from Rhode Island to New York City. So know your role. Good damn mouth. <laughs> Either way, the five will be jammed. Yeah. So you can, uh, tell, yeah. You, you can tell me about Take Fountain all the way up to Rancho Cucamonga, but don't you dare tell me where the 95 goes. <laughs> Ban right him. Ban him, Mike. Run him. Phil, what you're saying here is it, it, the Anaheim slash John Wayne slash Orange County. That's the way to go. Um, also, Long Beach and LAX. <laughs> uh, I'm not flying to LA. I've already told you, I'm not flying to LAX. Anaheim am, doesn't exist as an airport, though. I, I am not. Uh, I'm not going to fly into town to punch Phil in the face and spend five hours at LAX to, for the privilege. No. I mean, that's fair. I want to go out. I want a, a quick airport experience. I, I need expedience. We need the commuter experience. Commuter right. shuttle. Well, the problem is the John Wayne's on the 405, and that's sometimes worse than the 5. Totally um, but uh, <laughs> Long Beach, it's a longer drive, but you're off of the 91, and sometimes that one's a little bit easier to get through because it's not quite connected to the five at that point. So, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta know LAX what time you're landing. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, I cut my Disneyland vacation short by two days to fly out of the John Wayne Airport as the sports brand manager for uh, Todd McFarlane Productions. And landed in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Well, not Pawtucket, but uh, Providence for a overnight stealth interview with Hasbro Incorporated for a job on their, uh, it was, uh, on the Transformers team. So there you go. And then ended up flying home same time as my family. Nobody, none the wiser. And, lo and look where I'm at now, baby. Woo. So was, was your departure from McFarland so acrimonious that you had to do a stealth interview? No, it was just I wasn't I wasn't sure it was going to come through at all, so I didn't even want to mention it. Um, but no, it wasn't acrimonious at all. And Todd's Todd's basic belief is that that his artistic vision fuels the entire company. So he's he's kind of known for lower wages, but he also never bemoans anybody who leaves. 
because right. because he I mean when they signed up Halo to make Halo toys about a year later Microsoft and Bungie had taken like five or six employees straight from McFarland because they'd get to know people who were good right. and then go hey you ever think about the Pacific Northwest and they'd go nah we like Phoenix and they'd go how'd you like to double your salary <laughs> and whoop up they went I could so, get used to rain yeah absolutely a lot of them <laughs> did. Uh, but I don't, that is not a shot at Todd because yeah. he was totally cool with people when they left. And when I accepted the Hasbro job, I just scheduled some time, went in to talk to Todd and said, Hey Todd, I've accepted a position with Hasbro. Uh, but they, they don't have a set start time. I want to make sure that I leave things, uh, all wrapped up nice here. So whatever kind of succession, uh, you want to have done. I'm more than happy to get the next person totally trained up before I go. And he said, cool web. I appreciate uh, all your hard work over the years and wish you well in Rhode Island. I'll, uh, I'll talk to, to HR. And it was, I think it was three weeks and they hired a new guy for the last week. And I worked with him while I was there and then helped him uh, while I was at Hasbro to make sure everything rolled just fine. So it was nothing acrimonious at all. And I didn't, I didn't ask him for more money or try to get him to convince me to stay. I just told him, yeah, I'm going. Uh, how can we make this work uh, fine for you guys? There you go. Uh, Todd, you ain't got no robots. I need me some robots. Now he does, though, right? Doesn't he, isn't he doing page punchers with him or something? I don't know. I, yeah, he has that justice buster. Uh, oh Jake God. Rose says that LAX is a breeze. So there you go, Phil. I'm going to take take it into LAX and uh, and... Uh, I'll be in Thursday to punch you in the face. Oh. All right. Well, it's the uh, 105 to the 605 to the 91. Just write that down. It's fine. You're picking me up. <laughs> Jake, Jake Rose has got my dream job right there anyway, or at least the pitch that would get me to move and then call and see how the family's doing. Taco time, round table pizza, and twice the salary. Book it. Cheapest big spender says it. It's funny when Mike posts a chat, it covers Phil. I think Mike doesn't really, really doesn't like Phil. No, it's it's actually entirely untrue. We love Phil, but I mean, you have to understand the the dynamics of our social circle. Phil's the one we make fun of. <laughs> Phil is is earnest and hardworking and knowledgeable, and he is he is a joy to have on the program. That said, he's the one we make fun of. Yeah, he knows. Well when they cover my face, that's what we in the business call a Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Phil has no obvious weakness. So we try to poke holes, I guess, right. other than his need to recharge at Disneyland twice a week. Beyond that. <laughs> twice a week before Tuesday. Oh, fair enough. You can't prove that. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, what do you say? We've blown enough of uh, the world's time, and we do have a, a large main event segment to get through tonight. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, let's uh, let's talk community calendar. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Phil, pick a number between 1 and 10. 7. Okay, here we go. Community calendar. The 4 or 5. Damn! <laughs> She knows. Okay. There we go. That's just how many there are. There's at least, 
I think we're up to 26. I, I got to go count yeah. again, but. Well, that wasn't one of those, that one wasn't too traumatic. No, that, full, that, yeah. 26 is a full season. It really is. Yeah. That's it, it, a full season back in the seventies when they yeah. just didn't, didn't care about working conditions mm-hmm. before they standardized it into 22. Anywho. First up, uh, not a whole lot in the community calendar, uh, partially because it's January and it's cold as fudge. Uh, and second off, uh, because nobody writes and tells me about anything. Uh, Winterfest is happening. That is not this coming weekend, but the weekend afterwards. Oh, somebody's blowing up. Phil, you blowing up? Maybe. Yep. <laughs> Silencing in. <laughs> Blow up. But that is happening in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. That is just south of Louisville at the Paraquet Springs Conference Center. That is from 10 to 4 on Saturday, the 27th. Early bird gets you in for $15. Uh, $30 gets you in for the Friday night preview. That is from 5 to 8. Uh, and then an early bird admittance the next morning. So that is the value if you're in town. But, uh, Mark Weber, you going to be in town for that one? I mean, KY, would I miss it, right? Ah. <laughs> That's, uh, I, was, I was hoping you had a, a KY joke for us. Hey, what do you know? I've got uh, that on sliding in myself. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll make it there if I don't get jammed. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, I'd love to go, man. I haven't been to a convention in ages. but Well, no, I went to Rhode Island Comic Con, but not a not a Joe convention. So, But uh, can't can't make this one happen. All right. Uh, Bart asks, uh, free parking? I honestly have no idea. Uh, the plan is that I'm heading that way for this one. I, I am. I, the time has already been taken. Um, uh, Mr. Lower and myself uh, should be in the area for Winterfest. Uh, weather permitting. It's still going to be cold. We'll, we'll see if ice and snow cut us off at the knees. So. And you have one. You have one mission. Should you choose to accept it? What's that? Uh, Hyatoy's exquisite storm shadow. Okay. All right. 50, Fifty bucks or less. Make sure. <laughs> make sure you make sure you text that to me. Otherwise, I'll forget. Okay. Can do. Don't do it now. Can do. Do it. Do it closer to when we leave, because otherwise, I will forget about it. Because we will we will exchange other texts between then and now. So again, we're hoping. The weather cooperates so that we can make that trip. Fair enough. But, uh, and then, of course, uh, we didn't, it, it's not anytime soon, but I figured we'd get it into community calendar because it's, it's, it's really lukewarm kind of news, right? Uh, but Joe Fest is, of course, happening, uh, coming forward in June. And Sergeant Slaughter has been announced as a guest. In other news, the sun rises in the morning and sets at night. <laughs> Who knew? Right. Not that you wouldn't uh, want to see the Sarge. No, no, not at all. It's just kind of like it's become uh, Sarge's stop in the middle of June. Like there's there's no drama here. Are, are they going to get Sarge for Joe Fest? Yeah, probably. I think there was one year he missed because he had another appointment, another commitment. But, but anyways, that's it for Community Calendar. Remember, if you have anything for us on Community Calendar, uh, be sure to throw it at the email that we we showed you earlier on. I'm I'm pulling up the little banner for it now. Here we go. What's on Joe Mind at gmail.com. That's the email that's covering Phil's face. What's on Joe Mind at gmail.com. That's whether it's a show, 
or you've got uh, you some customs you want to show off, or you've got a question for us, really any kind of show content, really, if even if it's not show content, if you just want to say hi, what's on Joe mind at gmail.com. If you want to book us for a show like Kentucky Winterfest, we're available. Mm-hmm. Our calendars are wide open. <laughs> what's on Joe mind at gmail.com. We got lots of experience. We worked Joe, Joe Con back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were we were old hat running panels at Jocon, so we're 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 a proven draw. We're money. I could put together a fake Hasbro presentation for stuff I, I, stuff you're not gonna get. Right. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know if we were a draw so much as we were a room that had a lot of chairs, hmm. and and people just needed a, an hour to sit down. But we we were we tended to be well well uh, attended. So uh, I'm gonna. Assume that our panels were at least watchable, and nobody told you to get off the stage, so there was that. No, no, no one threw us off at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few times uh, when it was not our panel uh, when we were accosted, but that was a whole—that's a whole other story for mm-hmm. another time. Um, uh, Joe Fan eighty four says our roads are still solid sheets of ice. I tell you, here in Indianapolis, we've lucked out in that regard. It was—it was too cold. For the snow to melt on the roads and so now all the road all the all the snow has been removed and the ice has, we've caught enough sunshine the last couple of days that most of the the little ice patches are gone too so we're we're really lucky here knock on on plastic countertop um that, that we don't have real big travel problems in india at the moment but uh, where are you at joe fan 84 so uh, which we'll was know. lucky because it poured rain up until it froze, you know, so they couldn't have treated right. the roads. Right, right. It's terrible. And that's why we're flying to California to punch Phil in the face. First, wear shorts. <laughs> that's, I did that tonight. So, sure, I'm, I'm already dressed for it. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts now. Actual, like, shorts, shorts, shorts. Not short shorts, but shorts, shorts. Not just sitting around in my underwear like other weeks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Booty shorts don't count. <laughs> it was hot and I was hungry. You you won't tell me what to, you won't tell me fashion, Phil Donnelly. Cobra's crazy weather patterns just swallow up my signals. Shift the sleigh Shift the sleigh I still love that one. <laughs> Remember, that's uh, what's on Joe Mind at gmail.com. Um, at some point, people got to start scheduling shows again, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's got to be a few of them out there that people just aren't telling us about. There actually are a few. Uh, they're just a little far away for me to start plugging in earnest at this point. So we'll get there. Time will march on. Besides, after yeah. uh, after uh, Kentucky Winterfest, we... we you know, we're going to have to find something else, right? Otherwise, we're canceling the segment. And that's going to make Absorbids fly to Indianapolis and punch me in the face. A lot of the guys have some frequent flyer miles or something to be able to do all this flying and punching. <laughs> Doesn't cost no miles to punch. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a new reality show on TLC. Flying and you know, punching. Uh, on my... 
on my Delta Amex, I actually earn bonus Sky Miles for punching Phil in the face. <laughs> I actually get a bonus 500 Sky Miles. I don't know why they made that part of their contract. You really Look, should have talked to somebody about that, Phil. Double points at Burger King, 500 bonus points for Punch and Phil. I, I, look, man, I'm not, I don't make the rules. I just click the box. I just sign up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Torpedo Mike says, nope, California is too cold. Thanks. Uh, signed, guy from Hawaii. We don't care what you think either <laughs> right now, mister. You just hang out with Rick and TC. Yeah. Uh, Bart asks if it's jorts. No, it is actually more basketball shorts. Um, from the eighties, <laughs> so they leave very little to the imagination. No, <laughs> not the John Stocktons. No, Ooh. no, those ninety shorts. They were they were the fat guy's dream. John Stockton last singing on live TV on What's Up with That Saturday nights at twelve oh five. Zorvid says we're safe. I would never go to Indiana. Look, we're in the one cool place in Indiana. I mean, give us that, right? Please travel to Indiana and punch me in the face. Wait, no. <laughs> that's not right. That's not right at all. That's not right at all. Uh, Dustin Jeffrey says, I'll donate five Stanley Nichols for Mike to punch Phil in the face. Look, if, if people want me to travel to California and punch Phil, we have a coffee. Okay. We have a coffee <laughs> account. It is down below. It is coffee.com slash what's on Joe mind sign Don't right I up. I get a say in this. You get your name in the credits. We'll it, give it, you one of the cups. <laughs> right. It, it's, it's right there. It is right there. Those are the it's hot like, item right now. You know, It's like a new super chat. <laughs> right. Uh, Diana Davis just wants us to come hang out. Well, that would be fine too. Cause again, we'll have to do something afterwards to, to yeah. make it up to fill for punching him in the face. But it doesn't mean he hasn't earned it. Like it doesn't mean that that's not going to happen. But we probably buy him a nice burger afterwards. As long as we're stopping at Tommy Burger, In and Out Burger, Round Table Pizza. Did I miss anything? Round Table. Yes, Shakey's. Like- Jake Rose says, uh, "Punch Phil in the face for a zero percent discount at Joe Fest USA." Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Flaunt that. Flaunt that. Oh boy. Beta Ray Bob asks, uh, was Burger King ever safe to eat at? Uh, yeah, look, look, man. Burger King is is uh, not a great restaurant, but the Whopper is legit, right? If you're, if you're going to get a fast food burger, it's the Whopper, right? Just hold the mayo. Whopper, yeah. Whopper, Whopper, Whopper. Okay. Uh, all right. Now you were about to get the button. There. I know, right? I See, I'm a habitual right. line. There's a line. I could tell. Like, my, my, my eyebrows did the instant furrow. Just, just on, on reef like it's muscles I can't even activate willingly. Like it right. just, just the anger kicked in. I only said three. I think the fourth full whopper gets you consecutively because you throw it mm. out, or it summons Candyman somehow, <laughs> right? Or Beetlejuice, or the Creepy King, right? Uh, Matt Rubin says it's the new tier on YouTube. Super chats, channel member. Flying punches. Mm-hmm. It's not a flying punch so much um, as, or, you know, or like the Roman Reigns Superman punch. Mm-hmm. So much a fly to destination yeah. and then just throw in a normal punch. Or the Orange Cassidy doesn't come anywhere near his face punch. That's always a good one. 
uh, it does get the seal of approval. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm so embarrassed. I mean, that's better than David Hasselhoff eating a burger. You, you so walked embarrassed. right into it. You walked oh, right into so it. Bad. Now I know it's in the in the arsenal. It's been there for weeks. It's like the third time I've used it on you. Yeah. Well, let's just make sure we keep using it for years and years and years and never update it. <laughs> so it can be authentic orange gas. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Orange Cassidy sounds like a kiosk at the mall. It does. It, or or it's the guy who Orange Julius Cassidy, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe maybe that's his actual first name. Maybe that's Julius. Maybe that's uh either David and, or Andrew Gagan, important question. Does Phil get that chance to avoid and or punch Mike back? I mean he can try. <laughs> um I'm a big dude, man. I'm I'm a I'm a handful. Yeah, you come ringing that bell though. He's gonna answer that door with a proton pack on. That just means he's, it's going to hurt when he falls down. That's all it means. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I've lost track of my buttons. There we go. I have so many community calendar buttons. Where, where do they? Okay, there we go. There we go. Let's time for the news. There we go. First news item. Do, 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 do. Join the Navy. Join your fellow heavy man. Armor, heavy armor toys in the Navy backer kit closes at the end of January. They just passed the $42,000 mark, which unlocked that Navy seal that you see there in the picture. Uh, next unlock is the CB at 50000 and that is certainly doable before the end of the month. So be sure to head over to backerkit.com slash join the Navy in the Navy. Yvonne at Niaj. What? Huh? Is that backwards? Yes, e it's from the Yvonne Simpsons. Yvonne at Niaj. That Paul is dead or something like that? What? It, it's it's from the Simpsons when they had Bart and Nelson and Millhouse do the boy band thing. You know. Is he telling us to clean our sinuses with Navaj? I, I don't understand what's happening. They had three ways of recruiting for the Navy. Liminal, subliminal, and superliminal. Hey, you, join the Navy. <laughs> All right. Seems legit. All right, then. But uh, again, head over to backerkit.com uh, slash in the Navy and, and check out their offerings. They've got all kinds of sailors and flight crews and, and fun stuff there. And, and again, a very makeable goal. Uh, or maybe even a, a couple of makeable goals between now and the end of the month. We just got to get some eyeballs on the product. Great stuff uh, from Heavy Armor Toys. Next news item. Doo -doo -doo. Hey, it's another book. You can see there that is more news as it's made. And uh, that's not real descriptive. I, I, I got to say, I, I would workshop that title, but it's not my choice. Uh, I from... think it actually is a reference to old Action Force commercials where they would introduce toys like it was a news broadcast and ended the commercials with that. All right, then. So so it's it's not that it needs a workshop. It's just that I'm not the audience. <laughs> it's, that it, that's my bad. Anyways, that's from David Gillis and our friend Brian Hickey. 
that is a, a book chock full of David Gillis's classic action force photography, uh, plus lots of shots of his custom figures and vehicles that are action force compatible. You can see there are 112 pages that is soft cover launching soon on Kickstarter. Be sure to sign up for notifications. So log into your Kickstarter account, search more news as it's made. That book will come up for you and you just click the little green button and it'll send you emails when there's an update. Can't wait. Of course, <laughs> as nobody, I got, said, I, I got I plenty, of, plenty of my own custom figures over here, Mike. I'll let you know. Like what? They're breathtaking. <laughs> Are you going to show me headless cap again? I mean, that's the only one within range. Uh, <laughs> headless cap or broken? Hold on, hold on. This is the kind of level of customization I can do. What if headless cap had the whale engine for a head? Oh, no. He's Worst issue of what if ever. Your right. scientists have gone too far this time. Right. He did have kind of a Zola thing going on there, but whatever. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else handy, I'm sorry to say. It's, uh, it's tragic what we do to this show every week. You know, I, I do have custom figures. So just I'm in transit between storage and here, you know. No, I I, I totally get you there. Ooh, wrong button. There, we, come on now, come on now. There, there we go. Oh, gravy, Streamyard, work with me today. So again, head over to Kickstarter, get yourself signed in, search for more news as it's made, click the little green button for updates. You know what else you should be clicking? Uh Go ahead. <laughs> this is not a trick question. The like button, the subscribe oh, yeah. button. Absolutely. If you're on Facebook, be sure to give us a thumbs up or a heart or a little huggy guy. Do all those cool social media things that spread us around to the masses and help us help us seed the clouds uh, to where the what's on Joe Mind word can be rained down uh, from on high. Yeah, we have the what's on Joe Mind weather machine, <laughs> weather dominator. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So again, do all the cool YouTube stuff. Do all the cool Facebook stuff, please. Come on now. Just a couple extra clicks. We're Absolutely. we're here giving you two hours plus every week, and all we ask for is is a couple of clicks. Or maybe if you got a couple of dollars laying around, you know, a coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, come on now. Let the boy click the link. <laughs> it ain't gonna hurt him. But uh, cheapest big spender asks, uh, "How many punches does one like equal?" Um, mm, this is starting to get this is starting to get weird. <laughs> I, I, uh, right, like it's one thing to me me to joke around about uh, flying out to California to punch a guy I've known for the better part of a decade. It's something else when when people you don't recognize start talking about punching. Punching same people. I don't. I don't yeah. want to do that. I want to sign Phil up for un, unintended violence. Just intended violence, right? Just yeah. deliberate violence. I don't want you looking over your shoulder as you get off the Seven Dwarves mine train. That's that's not at <laughs> Disneyland. It's not. No, Where we actually it? have a Snow White ride. Is that with Disney World? To get my yep. Disney cross? Oh boy. They still got Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, right? Yep. All right. Well, th then that. 
Go with and that. you don't have a chance to go to heaven. Ours only goes to hell. Ooh. There you go. Take that, Mr. Take that, Mr. Toad, you right. son of a bitch. That's what you get for taking Mr. Toad's wild morphine ride. Whatever. <laughs> that that's different. That's Mr. Toad's wild trip. Ooh. That, that's different. <laughs> Mr. Toad takes the brown acid. Mr. Toad's bad trip. Coming soon. Next news item. Do do do. Next news item. Do do meow. <laughs> we, we had to give Mark a chance to get uh, all of his stuff back on its its, its right yeah. on its rightful shelves. It's barely barely balanced. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> but uh, coming out tomorrow, it's the first step in the uh, the next uh, GI Joe miniseries from Skybound. That's right, Cobra Commander number one hits our grubby little shelves and eventually finds its way to our grubby little hands. Uh, this is from Joshua Williamson, Andrea Milani, and Annalisa Leone. Uh, chances of a Mercer spinoff are slim. Mm -hmm. Some might say zero. <laughs> he says that now. Be really right. something if Mercer just showed up out of nowhere to kick the hell out of Duke, though. It'd be kind of fun, but it would, it would certainly add layers to their eventual working relationship. Mm -hmm. Holy smokes. The arc I know that's there. supposed to be the arc behind him, but it really does look like they're just throwing this thing at his shoulder. <laughs> it's about the right scale. <laughs> it, it looks like somebody, like the viewer, threw a thumb drive at Cobra Commander a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Little but bit. he's got... He's got um, I don't know what's going on there. It's just, it's, he's just examining some kind of crash scene. There's snakes. There's gas. Those are two things that never go well together. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we've seen. We've all seen the the five page preview. Uh, it is already sufficiently gory and violent. So I have uh, nothing but uh, the greatest of of hopes for the rest of this being sufficiently gory and violent. As the 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 tale, the backstory of a of a leader of a terrorist organization should be. But um, Mark Weber, your thoughts? Once I put my holster on my left thigh, even though I'm right-handed. Maybe he's moving stuff around with his right hand. I don't know. I suppose. Hey, I, look, I like I've liked everything uh, Skybound's put out so far, and so maybe he's left-handed and he's just not planning on shooting anything at the moment, so it's in his offhand. That's it. Carry the As gun he, in your carry the gun in your offhand. That's good. That's a good idea. But he's reaching for snakes with his right hand, so I, I guess that's possible. Remember, left-handers are sinister. Maybe that's he's going. Maybe he's going to put a snake in his holster. <laughs> Is that a snake in your holster? He's just happy to see me. Uh, but hey, we got we got three books with uh, with momentum behind them, right? At the same time, I when that ever happened. So it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, there have been three books at a time, but not all with momentum. I'll be honest with you. So right, it's it's been a bit. 
yeah so yeah i'm 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 excited for this uh and i liked i liked what they did with duke and that it seemed faithful to the characters but kind of updated for modern so okay yeah i'm in as long as my uh, comic shop remembers to pull this for me on wednesday which is kind of hit or miss uh this will be in my hot little hands before you know it uh dustin jeffrey says maybe he's amphibious and can use both hands that's a good point yeah that's a good point i'll give you that one yep uh jeff butler says the cobra commander is going to take that arc and then bury indy and marion all right jeff butler uh pulls into the uh, lead now <laughs> pretty slight they got top uh, working on that thing uh, Craig Cohen asks, is there a snake in his boot? Well, it looks like there's several trying to get out. Yeah, is he going to poison the water hole? Look at the green mist emanating from his boots. Those That can't be sanitary. I'll be very honest with you, Mike. That mist ain't coming from his boot. Hey-o! Just sorry. He he needs some Dr. Charles Oat readers. Right? He needs less White Castle at 11 o'clock the night before. But, uh, Sam Meyer says, the Energon Universe books are off to a very strong start. I have to agree. I have to agree. I was not expecting that. I, I believe me. I, I have nothing against Transformers. I just I'm I tend to be of I was of the thinking that, um, you know that the, that there was no way for GI Joe to be anything but a, a, a ancillary characters in a Transformers comic, right? Like that's the hot property because the whole world saw a bunch of dumb movies. And one really good, com one really good commercial for Paramount Plus, but um, <laughs> um, you know, so I, I, I was, I did not have high hopes, and they have turned those on their head. So, kudos to to Skybound for the early run. It's been really good. I agree with you, Mike. That's always been my problem with those two properties crossing is, and and they gave us a pretty good look at it. Not to spoil anything, but. From the early, from the first issue of Duke, you know, there's a part where a human comes face to face with a Decepticon, and guess what happens? Yeah, uh, yeah. a very a very short uh, set of applause from the Seeker, and yeah, that's that's what it should be like. So the fact the fact that they're acknowledging that right from jump uh, gives me some hope that they're they're going to find ways to write around that or through it. Uh, without w acknowledging the point that any Joe with one weapon on his feet, his or her feet, isn't going to intimidate a fifty-foot-tall robot very easily. To to give a a postscript to last week's adventure uh, at the comic book store, they did call me back this week and said that they found me a copy of Duke Number One. So okay. points restored at Mike's local comic book shop. Did they apologize? Um, the person responsible, I don't think has had anything to do with it. So I'm going to, I'm going to say probably not like the people that had no reason to apologize have apologized profusely. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes going forward, but whatever I can forgive once. Yeah. Not a problem. We're, we're good. It, they made it right. So it's okay. But if you're if you're reading the choose your own adventure book where you're the guy who runs a comic shop and your two options are talk to the pull box holder about coming in a little more often or B, just put all their books that they were going to pay for back on the shelf. Maybe go with A. 
Right, because B, B, in, B involves me buying Phil a plane ticket for him to come in and punch that guy in the face. Right. <laughs> That's what that involves. Yeah. And I don't want to fly into Indianapolis right now. Mm. Right, it's, cold, it's cold. It's <laughs> cold. Uh, again, we don't have road problems per se, and our airport is a delight. They've redone the airport. It is a wonderful place to catch a plane. However, I, I get that. It's two degrees. I'll just say that one hallway that was an airplane of, from LAX is still there. So yeah. nice. Ooh, hey, all right. And uh, you know, on the same, on the same, Duke Duke went to second print too. So that'll that'll be out too. If every if anybody's missed that, uh, don't don't give up hope. There will be another run of of Duke. Just remember at LAX, the white zone is for unloading only. Don't start with your white shit again. No, Phil. <laughs> your white zone shit again. No, Phil. <laughs> Next news item. <laughs> also from Skybound, this coming Wednesday, that is tomorrow, uh, G.I. Joe Real American Hero 303 hits the shelves. That is, of course, Larry Hama, Chris Mooneyham, colors by Francesco Segala. Mm. That's, that's a zesty name. His middle name's Steven. Sure. Or is it Esteban? Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's too sexy. sexy. It's, it's too sexy. sexy. Uh, Serpentor sponsored by Olay Skincare Products. I like the edge they have given this. Racktime Rob, talk to us about Real American Hero. Well, speaking of the colors, when you're looking at scenes of Cobra Island, there'll be lots of pussy green. <laughs> that. That's why we have a comic expert, folks. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say that uh, a certain, certain, a certain zombified Cobra Emperor clone is uh, feeling a little confined on Cobra Island and wants to expand Springfieldward. And Cobra knows, so they're recalling everybody to Springfield, and the Joes are going. Well, that should be interesting. How are the Irizarry brothers dealing with the severe lack of Batman and or Spider-Man in this comic? Well, I mean, uh, we've been reading it since 1982, so I think we're all right with it. Yeah, I think it's it's the I think that change has been has been made. I think we've, just, we've made that transition okay. Just figure with all all the Spider-Man in the world, one of them had to be on Cobra Island when that bomb went off. I mean, probably. Saying. We know there were no Cyclopses there because he'd be whining about it. Could you imagine if they could combine the power of Cyclops and Spider-Man as the greatest hero of all time? Can't Please wait. Please don't. Can't wait. Yeah. Why? Why would we want to? Why would we want to hamper Spidey like that? Well, maybe I don't know. Sp Spidey doesn't have any problems scoring with with uh, with with hot chicks. So that, I that mean. That takes care of Cyclops' best superpower. I'll put I'll put Cyclops' tag list up there next to pretty much goddamn anybody. Look, look, I'm not saying you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that Spidey's on a similar place on that list, is all. Spidey has some pull. As he does okay kid, with the redheads. As the kids would say, Spidey's got Riz. Spidey, Spidey is is there. Spidey's all right. He's got Riz. Uh Racktime Rob, how are you finding the art and story overall? Lovely. Uh, the, the art is uh, 
like I said uh, on the first week, it's 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 fitting that they have Andy Kubert doing the uh, the covers because he really kind of fits the interior. As Chris Mooneyham has a very Kubert uh, style to him. I believe which of course a, is always going to work in a military book. I believe he's a Kubert school guy. I think I remembered reading that. I could be wrong on that, but I thought I remembered reading that. Do you think Andy Kubert remembers he did a cover for the original run? <laughs> uh, probably. You'd, he he hits me as the kind of guy who'd be a fan. Yeah, he did uh, Metalhead. Mm-hmm. He did Metalhead. I, I think he did more than one during that storyline. I think he also did a couple for special missions, too, didn't he? Sure. Oh, this is Adam, right? We have doing the covers. It looks like Andy here, but okay. Yeah, I lose track of them. They have similar styles; they're a little different from each other, though. But so many, so many Kuberts running around. Very different from their father. There only <laughs> needs to be one Kubert. I don't need Kuberts from different Earths coming into the storyline. Right, just one, just one big happy family. Yeah, Man. he had five kids. I think those are the two wow. youngest. And That's Joe a... worked on Sergeant Savage, so. <laughs> yeah. That he did. Not Diane telling us we have Andy. Oh, it almost came. There we go. There we go. But um, there, too, I I was in the school of uh, don't fix what ain't broken as far as the art went uh, towards the end of IDW, and I, I felt it was, it was perfectly fine artistically. Uh, but you know, Chris Mooney M has 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 done a really great job so far. I really enjoyed. I mean, it, just looking at the book, just from a, a purely artistic standpoint, it's great. It's great on its own. Yeah. It's great as part of the story. Next news item. Do, 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 do. Nickelodeon. <laughs> I was thinking more Frankenstein, but sure. It's do 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 do. Anyhow, uh, be sure to order your copy of the Art of GI Joe at 3DJoes.com. Uh, Carson has posted on social media this week that they just got a new shipment in, so they are in stock and ready for your hot little hand and reinforced shelving to enjoy. Uh, it is a, a beast. It is a monstrosity. It is huge. I don't have it handy. It's on the other side of the room or I'd go get it, but it would take up my entire screen if I held it up in front of my face. It is just a, a giant, huge, heavy, glorious book. Uh, an exhaustive look at the, the packaging art and, and, uh, and uh, I don't know, I, I don't want to call it ephemera art, but, you know, just stuff like books book covers and and pencil bags and all that weird stuff that that gi joe got slapped on in the 80s uh, these are all of the painted works from those uh from those items so head over to 3djoes.com they've got a much better pitch for it than i can stammer out uh and then head over and order that book it is kind of pricey we'll warn you in advance uh if you haven't seen anything about it to this point but uh, if you've got the money, it is absolutely worth it. Yeah. Uh, at least go check it out at 3djoes.com. Phil Donnelly, what do you think? Uh, it's a great book. It is a, it is a very heavy book, so it is its own workout. 
as you're learning. <laughs> it is. It <laughs> so, is very much. That's another benefit. <laughs> so, yeah. It, uh, you know, I think ephemera is probably the proper word for it because it is preserving mm. things that weren't meant to be preserved. So uh, <laughs> it's very expansive too. And, you know, you don't want to say it's definitive because there's always something out there we might <laughs> not know about. But it's it's pretty close to it. <laughs> it's exhaustive. How's that? You, you'd be yeah. hard hard pressed to find something more definitive. Yeah. If you took this beautiful tome, that is, uh, we're not railing on the price because it's worth every penny, but it is an expensive buy. If you were to have, say, theoretically, a coworker rip a page of it when you hadn't had it more than a week, what's the proper uh, uh, return serve? For said offense, uh, I'm going to pick somebody. Phil, <laughs> uh, my lawyers have advised me not to answer the question. <laughs> All <laughs> thank right, you. Thank we know you, he's Tony. on the right track. Okay, thank you, thank you, Tony. <laughs> the uh, the actual answer is have one of your co-hosts fly into town and punch her, punch her. right in the face, right, yep, in the face. Tell her you bought her, you have a free ticket for her to the punchiest place on earth. And Carmel, Indiana. Pow! Steady of roundabouts. You like funnel cake? We don't got no funnel cake. You like fists in the face? Right there. <laughs> Always in stock. This is my buddy Mike. <laughs> out of nowhere, Mike just pops that, knocks off the goofy helmet and just drills her and stands over her screaming, Mike, check! Mike check and then runs off into the night. That's a that's a folding chair kind of deal right there. I just, Man, this episode's getting dark. As long as yeah. you run into the night wearing the goofy shoes, I'm cool with it. <laughs> uh, Zaymon asks, "How heavy is the book? It is legitimately 18 pounds. 18 pounds. But." <laughs> That's a lot to follow up right there. Scenes of unimaginable violence, and then a, a <laughs> stock measurement, and we're we're off. We're done. We're we're gone. Next news item. Do, 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 do. Hey, we still got some special editions out there from the holidays, uh, so be sure to check them out. You guys have done a great job uh, watching one of these, and maybe not so much on the other one. So be sure that all of you are getting over and clicking on both of these and liking the video. <laughs> Uh, you can tell that the the Pixel Dan, it's the Pixel Dan folks that have been watching and not you guys, uh, because they don't like the video. You guys are great about liking videos. We we get ninety, a hundred of them on a on a five hundred view weekly episode, no problem. Uh, that one's over a thousand now, and eh, like sixty seven, sixty eight, seventy something maybe. Come on, come on, click the button, hit the like button. And of course, watch them both. Uh, Robert Clark Chan and Pixel Dan Early will both thank you. Uh, you'll probably get mentioned in their wills. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, there you go. That's what I understand. I, I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you never know. Right? I better be in his will. I will fly to California and punch Robert Clark Chan. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. No, well, you know, you can you can knock all these out with one with one flight. Really, it's a twofer. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know Robert Clark Chan well enough to fly out to the coast and punch him in the face. Only Phil. 
I'm touched. You will be in the face. You will be. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do that to Pixel Dan because he'd punch me back and it'd probably hurt a lot. Yeah. Also, he's not in California, so that guy'd be in the ring. No, I could drive to Pixel Dan's place. Yeah. But um, yeah, it would. It would. He. It would hurt a lot. I could. I could use a good ass kick. I'll be very honest with you. <laughs> oh God! Next news item. Do 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 do. Hey, that's hey. it for the news. Remember to check out the G.I. Joe 3D Printing Podcast. Hey, I said it right this time. Uh, for all of your Chunky Tank Kitty and Meowler Tank news, uh, we hope to be hearing some at some point. Fingers crossed, as much mm -hmm. as my fingers will cross. They, they, so it's, I'll just do that one. Okay. But, but uh, that's it. That's it for the news. Can't find my news button. There it is. Move on to tonight's main event after a quick word from our wonderful sponsors and friends at Kokomo Toys. We buy, sell, and trade vintage and modern toys. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on. Oh, I think I double-clicked it. Now that's what's on your mind? She's at baseball practice. Right? Well, that's figured. I threw that out there because I knew he wasn't here to see it. So now I'm going to make right. him feel bad. Right? You should, you should support your daughter. Him. How about supporting your daughter, Torpedo? Yeah, he probably drove her to practice. It's fine. Probably. He, he said he was. Yeah. Probably. He claimed he was. Unbearable. We only have his word. Right? I, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Factor, yeah, yeah. factor that in, most of America. That that guy's been, that guy's been with us since episode one, right? Like right. he's been here longer than I have. I'm not I'm not calling what he that that dude's telling the truth. No, I think he's just rubbing it in. Hey guys, from from Hawaiian torpedo, got to go to baseball practice on January 16th. Get out of here with that, <laughs> jerk! Right, man. I mean, there's baseball practice down the hill for me. It's probably going on still. <laughs> The Dodgers are looking for more people to buy. Right. Right. Well, no, Phil's out in, in Angels country. So they're just looking, they're just doing an open casting call for whoever yeah. they think looks looks okay in a uniform. I'd like to point out that I have merchandise for both teams in this room. <laughs> of course you do. Right. T the typical Angels. typical a LA Angels fan. Typical LA fan. No real allegiances. Dude, the the Angels have the the daunting task to try to keep their playoff streak intact next year. That's not terribly daunting. <laughs> they seem to clear it quite easily. Andrew Gaugan notes that an hour in, and this may be the most belligerent episode of What's Up, Joe? Mine. Yeah, I think I think you're wrong, Andrew. Can you prove that? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Sam well, Myers asked. Sam Myers asks, uh, probably missed this. Will there be any What's on Joe Mind presence at Joe Fest? We're trying. I can't promise that just yet. We're we're making the attempt. Um I I uh we have I've 
really yet to coordinate that with anybody because frankly last month was not a time to take on new projects there was lots of lots of stuff that i had to do just to make sure we had shows every week for you mm. so uh that's certainly on our calendars i don't think we're gonna have a booth or anything like that but maybe we'll be in a house who knows mm. we're, we're gonna we're gonna work on it we're gonna see what we can put together there are some open dates on our punch tour 2024 so right. <laughs> punch like, like all of them oh right if you if you'd like to see us in some official capacity at joe fest well why don't you contact the organizers of that show maybe they'll you know invite us who knows stranger things have happened andrew's starting something i know <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm starting something. Whatever. Yeah, I, I think you started it, to be quite honest. Dustin Jeffrey says, free hugs at Joe Fest, punches are a nickel. That sounds yeah. that sounds right. Sounds fair. We, we put the fun in fundraising. Let's go. We got right. a crisp $1 bill. <laughs> just uh, just not in the face. Not in the there face. It's a moneymaker. Right? Let's, let's, we got to keep this clean. nickel for whoever brings me the head of Diego Montoya. Anyway. Got to keep this clean. Mm-hmm. That's how we make a living. No hair pulling. I think I got to keep what I got left. <laughs> pull my no pull my, the hair or the face. Pull right. Mike's hair. <laughs> pull it's Rob's a, hair. You know, new, newscaster rules, right? Nothing above yeah. the neck. Mm-hmm. Rob, no touching of the hair or the face. Rob, of course. <laughs> Rob, you killed a guy with a trident. You might want to lay low for a little while. Check into a safe house. Anyways. To be fair, showing up at Joe Fest with a trident. Uh, Jeff fair. Butler asked, "What about DFW last year? I got the what's on Joe mind pen there at least. You know, um, haven't uh, that's the same weekend as Joe Fest this year. So mm. maybe we could play a game of chicken. Whoever gets one of those shows to invite us first, that'll be the one we show up at. Maybe we'll cannonball run from one to the other. It'll be it's- solid." <laughs> Schrodinger's Joe Con. He's at both until. I am not (laughs) driving a truckload of cores. Right. (laughs) Now, now, Rob, you would clearly be the ice man in that, or rather, you'd clearly be the bandit in that. Um, you know, we'd we'd have you in the sports car out front, so you're all right. You're just speeding. To be fair. That actually seems less likely than him driving a truckload of cores, actually. Yeah. It's Rob speeding. But um, I just want to make sure that I squash this beef with Andrew because I did not recall that he lived that close when I started talking (laughs) smack. See? You play with the bull, you get the horns. You know what? I take that back. start none, you won't get none. The, The roads are crazy icy. And the bridges are all the broken. Bridges out. All It'll broken in Rhode days. Island. So, so come at me, bro. <laughs> You'll be here next Tuesday. <laughs> Good God. Tonight at 11, the streets run red with Mark Weber's blood. This, this truly is one of the more belligerent episodes. Probably not all time. Uh, we used to have the, you know, the fighting Godsos on. So, uh, it, you know. <laughs> fighting Godsos. Me, Hannibal, and CoverGirl will take on the Godsos in a handicap match anytime. <laughs> <laughs> but not the Irizaris, because there's four of them. Right, there's they a lot. The hor- they are the horsemen. 
We a lot of us. Always got the numbers advanced. <laughs> Good gravy. Uh, all right, let's let's get on to the main event. I got to work tomorrow. Yeah, says you. I got We're a, an I'm hour a... in already. <laughs> Come on, you're saying that like there's a. Oh, hey man, Bart says he's got a Trans Am. Excellent, excellent. Get it to Indiana. Does it? Funny thing is, that would pretty much follow the route of Smokey and the Bandit, wouldn't it? Texas to Georgia. Does it have the bird on the hood, though, Bart? It will. Yeah, if not, we need to raise some funds. Yeah. Maybe the nickel <laughs> punching can lead. But he to only the... has a Bort license plate. You just need you just need some sharpies and a steady hand. You're all right. I parked at the grocery store this week behind a car with a license plate that said "Poo P O O." I'm like, <laughs> I took a photo because. <laughs> And get that get through the DMV. Maybe, right? maybe he's a proctologist. What's he doing? Yeah, you know, it wasn't ass man. <laughs> he was not the ass man. He was just, no. just poo. When that, just no poo. H on it, right? So was, was it like a crazy Winnie the Pooh fan who found out his first choice was taken and was like, I'm fine. So anyways, uh, let's get into the top 10 G.I. Joe products of 2023. We actually got to 12 this year because, again, this show does ties. We can't seem to avoid them. Mm. We're uh, real quick. Let's cover the rules. No touching of the hair or the face. No. There we go. <laughs> nope. Get back on there. No touching of the hair. Or anyways, uh, only officially licensed GI Joe toys, statues, and merchandise are eligible. Uh, product must have been released initially in 2023. Some exceptions and exclusions may apply based on availability. And just to answer everybody's question now, the book is 2024. So you will not see the art of G.I. Joe on this list. It is for 2024. Same with Mutt. Uh, the cutoff that we used was was the Hiss and the Hiss Strike Team. It basically, if it was up to and including that, that was the last G.I. Joe release of any kind before we hit New Year's in earnest, right? I, I know some folks got Mutt before that. I know some folks got the book before that. Yeah. Whatever. Not enough people did. We're going to count those mm -hmm. for next year. We got ours on New Year's Eve. Right. Well, you did. Yours came the same day. The the book did, yeah. But I'm just yeah. saying, mutt, my mutt still hasn't shown up. Yeah, no, I got mutt like a couple days after New Year's. But, uh, each judge submitted a top 10 list. Uh, one first place vote is 10 points. Second place is 9 points, etc., etc. So on down the line. And the top 10 point totals from the nine judges make up the official What's on Joe Mind list. And, oh, uh, I no, forgot I about the clock. But... <laughs> oh, I don't think the cuckoo Jay, clock Jay, made the list. Remember that nightmare-inducing cuckoo clock? God, I forgot I, all about that. Did that actually come out, though, or was it just advertised? In, I, in, I don't think it's come out yet. I, I think we have we have. Uh, so there's still have a some, chance, right? There's an <laughs> opportunity for, for next year. We got to whack at it next year. In richer times, I'd have bought that as a gag gift, absolutely, and put it right back over the shoulder. You bet. We have our celebrity panel for you to peruse, uh, starting with James Booth, 
better known as YouTube's Agent Chuckles. Be sure to check out his channel and subscribe. Uh, Terry Dizard, Yojo.com Emeritus, uh, joining. They are the two new celebrity judges for this year. Joining us, us veterans, Phil Donnelly, as you see on our screen down below. Uh, he's the young guy with the beard. Uh, then there's me and Racktime Rob. Uh, Brian Lower, uh, better known as YouTube's Hooded Cobra Commander 788. Troy McKee of Grindstone Toys, uh, makers of Call Sign Longbow. And Joe Slepsky of the Joe on Joe podcast. And the, then, of course, the honcho, Mark Weber. I'm not sure putting Terry and Phil that close together is a good idea. They'll probably fight. Well, look, man, it's alphabetical. So what, what can I tell you? just playing Canada. Just saying. Uh, cheapest big spender says those judges can be paid off. Look, man, if somebody 100%. wants, if somebody wants to pay for my top ten list entries, go ahead. We can mm -hmm. talk rates later. Uh, but we got a lot of time because this year's is done. Hiya Toys, Storm Shadow, go. Hiya Toys entire release line. <laughs> nah, <that's too> good. <laughs> I, I think only the two of them have made it out so far. So. Anyways, first up, I'll take a quick review of last year's list. Uh, this is from 2022. As you can see there, Serpentor was our big winner with 63. And uh, Spirit, Crocmaster, and Fiona, Dr. Mindbender, Zorana, the Cobra Bat, Sergeant Slaughter, Sergeant Stalker, the Alley Viper, and then a two-way tie for 10th with the Crimson Guard and Mark, of course, pumping in the uh, Snake Eyes diorama from Diamond. Love it. Because Mark loves those zero point of articulation toys. Absolutely. This year it was more Phil that had weird entries, so we we won't uh, bother you too too much. I wanted to go the gamut. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, Dustin Jeffrey said he spent his entire budget on getting Phil punched. Well, you know, hasn't hit the coffee account yet, pal. So, you know, no credit for you. No credit for you yet. A <laughs> um, lot to choose from this year. Let's get to it. In a tie for 10th with 13 points. Uh, from the G.I. Joe Classified Basic Assortment. That's Grunt. And Grunt is pretty cool. He had the unique spot of uh, his 13 points were probably spread the thinnest. I think Grunt showed up on six lists to make up that 13 points, which means he's like ninth and 10th for everybody. Um, but he's he's a really good figure. Being in the, anywhere in the top 10 for this year is high praise indeed. Yeah. Uh, Phil Donnelly, what do you like best about Grunt? I, I like the, that he can double as a generic trooper with that extra Steel Brigade head, which just makes an extra level of uh, collectability or versatility to the figure. In addition to just being a really good grunt. <laughs> he, comes, he comes with that laser rifle so you can give it to Snowjob. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, uh, Phil, you had you had grunt the highest. You had him in, in sixth place. So why we, that's why we Let's turned just to say I keep that. looking at him and, and trying to figure out if I need to get a second one just to justify that head. So mm -hmm. the fact that I keep returning to that figure is why he get, got so... High on the list. <laughs> Look, you're you're allowed. You can have them have them ranked however you want. Mm -hmm. Um, that moves us to uh, also tied at number ten. 
The Cobra Valkyrie 2-pack from G.I. Joe Classified. That's right. Female Cobra Troopers. They will take over the world. Racktime Rob, what do you think? I think this was a, an excellent rendition of a female Cobra Trooper, so I, I had to put it on the list. If I had a nitpick here, I really don't care for those tan... Yeah straps like it's yeah. it's it's it, again i know it's a nitpick um at this point but you know i i'd have been fine just with the two of them having the same color that yeah. dark navy web gear. i can give you that i mean that'd be like my one thing too i mean the nice thing is it's in the initial you know um shots of those they they had more of a gold look and i'm actually kind of glad it didn't come out that gold because that would have been really off i think but. that is true that is true um these were, uh, you had them seventh on your list, Rob. Okay. Uh, Phil had them second. So, Phil, what, what makes this the second best uh, G.I. Joe product from last year? Again, same thing. It's the uh, customizability that's just so easy with it. You get the three helmets, the three heads, and uh, actually four heads? It's a lot of heads. That's <laughs> a... The, the fact that the tan isn't as yellow as it appears in the pictures, it actually is a more realistic military tan. Um, and just the mix and match nature, the ability to just make the troops how you want. And just like with Grunt, I kept looking back at it. It's like, do I want to get more of these and add it? And if the budget was there, I definitely would have. Uh, Matt Rubin asked, do you think the Valkyries would have been higher if Joe Colton voted? Or probably, because yeah. I know it's yeah. one of the few that she actually bought this past year. Joe mm -hmm. Colton's budget obviously was not on toys, right? Uh, welcoming a, a new little mango habanero into the world, so she didn't buy a lot of stuff. She wasn't keeping track of a lot of this stuff for for a lot of the year. So we we went ahead. We we just we didn't put her through having to choose the top ten this time around. But would would these have finished a little bit higher? Yeah, yeah, they they would have. Because as it is, we just told you that the nineteen or thirteen points total for this and. Nine came from Phil, four came from Rob. Um, I'm, I'm at a point where if if I've got a little nitpick with something, it's enough to keep them out of the top 10 because there were mm -hmm. 10 that I didn't have a nitpick with at all. I would have voted it higher if they hadn't had an officer helmet with two trooper figures. Hmm. But they have two trooper helmets too. I know, but why is there an officer helmet with trooper figures? For the people not who every... buy more than one pack. You can't make either one of these an officer without paint. Because not everybody else goes by the same rules you do, Mark. Or uh, when you say rules, you mean history of the brand. Look, not if, if you if, don't count the comic pack releases. If I if I don't mind, look in my collection. If I don't mind having an officer with a red signal, mm -hmm. then I'm 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 still right, right? It's it's my collection. I'm yeah, allowed. If you, if you want to make it that way, that's fine. Right. But coming from the maybe people that who one's own the lieutenant and the one with the silver is a major. Maybe Vader has a blue lightsaber. Wouldn't that be cool? It's it different. Would. I think he in some of the comics he did. Nah. Know your brand. Know your brand. It's like, it ain't that hard. I'm just saying it 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 hit me like it was just kind of a throw-in. Well, the fact that there are multiple helmets softens it quite a bit because you aren't forced right. to use exactly. it. Exactly. Right? So I, I, I agree with that. It is an option. Yeah. If I you agree want with it that. to be there, it can be there. Otherwise. Yeah. It basically saves them from having to make another two-pack. Yeah, yeah. But having to design brand. a whole other figure. Know your brand. 
Maybe Cobra Commander can have a gold face plate. It'll be awesome. Didn't they do that once, Phil? Yes. Ninety-three. Um, that was a red face plate. The ninety-seven intended release would have been a gold face plate, and they, if they actually found the eighty-three mold, but. Uh, <laughs> Right, Michael G. Fleming. Uh, maybe Cobra got tired of their officers getting drilled right through the silver <laughs> logo by Low Light and Shooter. Maybe. Not, not, not a bad point. Right? Not a bad point. But anyhow, I, I, like it's I, my for me the big de bigger deal was was were the the tan tan gear more so than the than the the color of the signal because I. I I'm I'm with you actually, Mark. I I have them both as troopers because officers have a as, have a as do thing. I. Yep. But uh, <laughs> so again, I started the argument, but then really, it's just for argument's sake, right? Devil's advocate. <laughs> the trooper helmets I, fit better. I believe the term you're looking for, sir, is asshole. Yeah, could be. Could be. And then tied for 10th, the G.I. Joe Classified HasLab exclusive Retro Cobra Commander, otherwise known as the Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander. And great figure. It surprised me a little bit how much support this one got. Uh, I just, I, it's not that it's not great. It's just, it just kind of got overblown by being included as part of the Hiss package. So. It, it threw me a little bit that everybody was thinking of it enough separately to include it on their list as well. I shouldn't say everybody, but it got on enough to where it's, it got 13 points and a tie for 10th place. But um, let's see. I think, Phil, you might have had this the highest at everybody who's on the show. Um, do, 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 do. No, no, that was Brian had that yeah, one. I was going to say, I don't think I had that on the list. <laughs> yeah, Bri Brian and Troy were the two who voted for that one. So nobody who's on the program uh, has any input for us here. But uh, Mark Weber, give us an argument as to why this is a worthy addition. I mean, it's it's so good. And and it's exactly, exactly where it should be, right? They shouldn't be doing the right. Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander anywhere else than as something kind of exclusive for the for the diehard gotta have kind of collectors, and if that lets them do a slightly different version of this, that's easier for the masses to get, and they could you know roll that tooling cost into the gigantic his tank tooling bill. Fantastic! It's exactly how an exclusive should be done. So, and the funkiness of Cobra Commander's jacket helps hide at least a third of that brutal chest cut. So. There's nothing not to like here. The gun that fits in the backpack, the extra Cobra, the hands. A lot of Cobra Commander is so often depicted with those gigantic oven mitt gloves that people often think that uh, that's the iconic look. So it's the original look, and it isn't, right? The original Cobra Commander has short little black gloves. Right. And so this is really authentic. And in case you, you didn't pick up on it for my Cobra Valkyrie soapbox rant, that kind of stuff matters, and and they just absolutely nailed it here. So yeah, I can it, see it, why so many people like it. I like it in particular because it was, as a release, it was exactly where it should have been. Right. Now, in fairness to the long glove crowd, he did have those in the animation. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying long gloves look bad or they're wrong, right? But 
when you're trying to make something that is authentically the original Cobra Commander, right? Short gloves matter, and that was something we got. Uh, the very last thing I got to touch that uh, San Diego Comic Con uh, Cobra Missile Command, like that. We made sure that Cobra Commander had nice short little gloves because it was supposed to look like the original. And then you sent away for the color tests, and they came back pink. That's it. Kind of like my pink rattler. <laughs> hey, uh, the rattler. Uh, I got any notes on that rattler sample web? Yes. It's too pink. Ah, too late. We can't change it. We did the whole run. Awesome. Great. Thanks for, thanks Why are for, you asking me for notes then? Hey, thanks for checking in with me. Ugh. That was right at the beginning, too. I mean, right <laughs> at the beginning. Like, uh... Really value next, your uh, we, we, of things to come. Yep. We are moving on to number nine. Drum roll, please. It's Tripwire from the G.I. Joe Classified Deluxe Assortment, complete with his rat and his robot. And for, for the first time ever, a sidearm. Yeah. Tripwire is not just a target. He's a mostly ineffective shooter as well. Yep. But but here he is. Uh, Tripwire is, look, Tripwire is cooler than he has any right to be, right? Like, Tripwire is not a figure from the, the, the old real American hero run that offends anybody. Like, nobody hates Tripwire. But at the same time, he's not really one that, that blows a whole lot of folks away. And this figure is really good it blew me away so mm -hmm. so it uh, was a little little strange to see this much effort put into kind of an obscure character uh rack time rob talk about tripwire a little bit again it's what like you said this is a better than any that it has any right to be it's it's that good update of a character whose equipment was probably a little bit outdated but they they modernized the equipment but still kind of kept that enough of the design elements so that you look at it right away, hey, Tripwire. And I, I like that. They did it with Grunt. They did it with Rock and Roll. They they did it with Breaker. They did it with Tripwire, too. Yeah, I don't know if Tripwire's old equipment was outdated. I It may have just been underdone, right? Like, I think they just didn't have the ability to do everything they wanted to in 1983 with him. Yeah, I, that old mine detector. I mean, it's outdated now. It was probably modern to them, but yeah, you got old guys on the beach with them looking for change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cheapest big spender asks, which vintage figure was more exciting, Tripwire or Dress Blues Gung Ho? And I would say Tripwire because he had a battlefield function. Well, yeah, the correct answer <laughs> to that question, Deep Six. There right. you go. <laughs> deep Six raises both arms in, an, in enjoyment. Yeah. It should have changed his, his codename to Paperweight. Right. Or from an articulation standpoint, deep two. Deep two. Yes. The problem with deep six as a paperweight is that he's hollow, so he doesn't have a whole lot of weight to him. Right? <laughs> so he's not a very he's good paperweight he's either. Only, he's only good for signaling made field goals. That's it. <laughs> but um, again, nobody on the program voted for Tripwire, unfortunately. Uh, that would have been James, uh, Joe Slepsky, and Terry had all the, the points accounted for with Tripwire. So we're, we'll, we'll eventually get to the stuff we can talk about. And we'll actually talk about why a lot of high choices are just not showing up. Uh, we, we got, there's a lot of numbers to dissect in this one. This was a big year. Uh, moving on to number eight, 
Drum roll, please. I'm asking for a lot of drum rolls today, so. Oh, wrong way. That guy. So, <laughs> it's Tripwire again. He's he's also number eight. Who knew? It's actually tied for sixth. We have a three-way tie for six. Uh, and the Snow Serpent is one of them at 17 points, uh, just barely edging out the mind detector. Um, from the G.I. Joe classified deluxe assortment. And uh, let me quick, quick, quick look at the old spreadsheet here. Uh, Snow Serpent, uh, Joe Slepsky had him real high. Uh, Rack Time Rob, talk about the Snow Serpent. Snow Serpent's one of the better troop builders from the vintage line, and they really have a very good, faithful version of the Snow Serpent done right here. I would have, I would have put them a little bit higher had the gear been a little bit more unique. Um, he's got, you know, a whole bunch of other guys' gears, you know, but aside from I, that I, snowboard and the wolf. I like that know. we also got we got some gear from from the the Valor versus Venom yeah. run there too. And we're not we're not just homaging the the Snow Serpent from 1985. We are also getting into the 2000s and giving him some of the Snow Wolf gear as well. Um, uh, Mark Weber, mm -hmm. you got any thoughts on the on the Snow Serpent? I thought I liked how they like you pointed out that they had the homage to several different Cobra Snow Troopers, and something that got overlooked totally by lots of really good reviewers even was that it actually came with the Ice Viper Psy just pre-lost. So uh, they deserve <laughs> more credit <laughs> for the two side that it came with that everybody doesn't have. Uh, I like this guy a lot. I think the only, the only legitimate complaint I heard about him at all was it's that it's a little rough on the wallet to make a guy you want to troop build deep one of the more deluxe figures. So he right. came with a lot of stuff, but you did have to pay for it. Um, but 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 as a figure itself, yeah, this guy is top shelf. Very 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 cool. Yeah. Well done. Now there is a a carded snow serpent that is more uh, faithful to 1985's version that should be less expensive for the troop builders, but sometimes it's a little tough to make that call. You know, when you don't know it's or, coming, right? When you don't know it's on the way, then it, it's it's difficult. Mm -hmm. so that that one and, is is on its way at some point i'm gonna guess within the next 12 months and uh, everybody will be able to snow serpent to their heart's content remind me here is that the first troop builder that's coming to the retro line oh no the crimson guard was there a crimson guard yeah but he was really hard to find right in For a mass, while. in mass i mean depending on which walmart you were at yeah mm. I'm just saying, if you're if you're releasing a troop builder and expecting him to be troop built, then you need to pack in the production run number a little bit, right? It's toy one hundred and one. Right. So hopefully there are a lot of snow serpent retro carded guys coming. Because if if you're in a Walmart in Indiana, you never saw any of those retro figures after Lady J and the Baroness. Mm -hmm. But if you're in one in Chicago, they got them all the time. Right, and if you're at a Target in <laughs> Rhode Island, you won't see me there. And uh, as as Jake Rose notes, uh, the eel is also coming, and they're also not, as Sam Meyer says, uh, the retro card line is also not a Walmart exclusive anymore. So that yes. both both factors in uh, answers to questions. Increase that we the availability. Right, you may see them in Target, but I won't. 
Oh, you will, sir. No, I won't. We'll take pictures and send them to you. That way no, you will see them by default. Ah! Fine. You know those episodes of the A-Team where they try to get B.A. on a plane? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to drug Mark and he'll right. wake up in the middle of a target. Just Hannibal. Wake, makes, wakes up in the middle of a... Just that glass of milk. <laughs> one of those giant plastic shopping carts. <laughs> in a fitting room. Buried under 100 pounds of clothes. Right. Howling that's mad, how those fitting rooms work. Howling Mad Murdoch carrying me on his back. <laughs> Tied at sixth place with the Snow Serpent. Hey. hey, it's General Hawk. And you can tell we're we're starting to get to this, this list is starting to get serious because there's a lot of folks that really like this Hawk figure. Mm-hmm. Um, he is from the basic assortment. He is one of the more widely available uh, figures that we've seen this year. And you still can't find him too often because people are snapping this one up. But uh, take a quick look at the... Uh, at the, uh, the, the my, my little my little grid, I think Rob had this guy the highest. Yeah, you certainly did. You had him third overall, Rob. Yeah, I I really like this figure. This is a this is a perfect hawk for that eighty six look. It's just I think one thing they missed on is maybe an extra set of hands. Mm. Uh, some folks. Uh, rectified that they took the Cobra Commander point finger from way back in Wave Two that that one and they they threw that on the on the Hawk and it looks pretty good shouting and giving orders. But um, I, so there was an opportunity there. But again, it's a basic assortment figure, so you can't you can't throw too much into those and not have them uh, not not start driving the price up. My one nitpick instead of the shotgun, I think I would have given him. Either an M16 or the another copy of the uh, the Joe laser rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, White Vegeta asks, "Why does Hawk have the his medals on his jacket versus his shirt? Because no one's going to see him on his shirt." That's yeah. right. It's <laughs> it's an action figure. That's why it, it's an action figure, man. <laughs> let let him ha- let him show off a little bit. Yeah, shut your mouth, soldier. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Love General Hawk. <laughs> Hey, General, General, I got a question. What is it, private? Andrew Galgan says that all the G.I. Joe classified figures should be coming with extra hands. I disagree. I did not sign up for this line to collect hands. That's just It gets to be too much stuff. You, you know, I, I understand the figures that have them. Like Mutt comes with three extra sets because they want you doing all the different signals for junkyard yeah. and all that like it's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool because there's a point to it like do i need to have grunt with 16 sets of hands no i don't i, I, I don't no if you're collecting gi joe classified it's for torso articulation correct that's what i'm here for yeah brutal chest cuts can't believe we collected all those years without it <laughs> Uh. <laughs> How'd we get by? Uh. <laughs> they were a lot smaller. How'd we get by from 82 to 2008 without it? Un- unbelievable. We were kept busy replacing all the broken O-rings. Right, which was simple. No big deal. Right, kept yeah, they they kept us the off thumbs. the streets. Mm-hmm. Made sure that everybody's hubcaps were safe. Just get our, we get our little <laughs> screwdrivers out and we just 
anyways. It may it let us also collect mini screwdrivers. That's good to have. Uh, Matt, Rub the Matt Rubin Ooh. is still waiting for the classified figure that comes with a set of middle finger hands. Ooh. Um, I think we, we kind of missed out with that one when Shipwreck didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, you might have to go third party on that one. Yeah. Will you settle for the worst Wolverine cosplay you're going to see all week? Maybe. Mark, flip the, screwdriver, flip the screwdrivers around and call out the Warriors. Oh, yeah. Good idea. You think they'll come out and play? <laughs> and uh, finishing our three-way tie for sixth. Hey, it's our first non-classified entry. That is the Transformers GI Joe collaboration, uh, Soundwave and Thunder, Mach Soundwave Thunder Machine with Xandar or Xandar with Zartan and Zarana and and all kinds of fun stuff. And th this is a pretty awesome toy. You can see there we got the gold sticker. That is Troy McKee's number one. And remember, you you can uh, back sass Troy McKee all you want at Grindstone Toys on Facebook or Call Sign Longbow on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But uh, Phil, you got this bad boy. Yes, and he was uh, number nine on my list. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I have been on record as saying I hate the collaborative Megatron his tank because mm. it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yep. This one is very much a step up in all sorts of ways. He's not as fiddly. He's sound waves a lot sturdier. He comes with a little ravage that can fit in his chest. So that's two transformers in one set. And also, I love that you get Zartan and Zorana, but they're a little bit different than the original releases, so there's actually some change to them. Right, there's a Zorana's point. Zorana's got her shoulder tattoo for the first time, missing the uh, the shoulder pads, and Zartan's got a different set of shoulder pads and in the cartoon color. So, And the back armor comes off him, too, for once. <laughs> I oh, like nice. that, the, that there's just little updates all around. Touch. Jeff Butler says, that's not a mistake, Mike, because Xandar is there, but only you can see him. Well, mm -hmm. I, I often say I do not make mistakes. So Xandar, sir, he's, he's holding the Ice Viper sigh. That's right. <laughs> Who is he that, again? That's also, that's also in the chest, just, you know, Zar, uh, Ravage left it behind because he doesn't need and, he, and he's talking into Heavy Metal's microphone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Weber, do you like uh, chocolate and your peanut butter like you like G.I. Joe's and your robots? I mean, I, I don't need this crossover line, really. Like, originally, I had the Megatron one uh, pre-ordered. And then, eh, there were a lot of vehicles <laughs> coming out. and Or, I mean, just a lot of money going out. And I just looked at it and went, you know what? I don't, I don't have to have this. So I decided I didn't need these. And I thought the Bumblebee Off-Striker was a definite step up. But I had already decided that I, this wasn't something where I needed to play. And then this guy came out, and it's so good in robot and in Thunder Machine mode. And the updates to the two three and three quarter figures are what absolutely put it from a maybe into the yep, gonna get this category. So this is this is fantastic. I'm a huge fan of this particular figure, even though I'm not a big fan of this particular line. Um, I just think they did everything perfect on this guy. And uh, I just think the world of this one. If it's enough to bring a collector back to a line or a part of a line that they had initially passed on, that's a big win. So, yeah, kudos to the 
to the team that put this together. They did a really good job. Right, right. I, I felt the same way. Like I, Megatron just, just that, that thing I could tell just from looking at photos that that wasn't really working. Yeah. Um, and then the Bumblebee Awestriker just didn't feel like a, a fit. Like the, it, it, the Awestriker. Like Bumblebee, and, really. Yeah. The, the Awestriker and Bumblebee just don't feel like a match. Yeah. And I'm not saying like there's folks out there that are just up in arms that it's not Beachcomber because Beachcomber was a dune buggy. I, I don't care about that, but like there's just other characters that feel like more of the that that you know yeah. all purpose vehicle type of guy more so than than Bumblebee yeah. does. Um, and and you wouldn't think that Soundwave and the Thunder Machine work, but you know it it really works. Yeah, it, I, I it you know seeing it in action and and. Um, and the fact that, again, it comes with two figures that are actually different than their original versions. Um, you know, the, the Baroness that came with Megatron is not a step up. It's it, very much it, a step down. It is, it is terrible. Uh, the Stalker that came with Bumblebee is fine, but he's nothing. Like, if you've already got a Stalker figure, he's nothing to write home about. Mm. And um, But these two guys are different, and there's a point to them. And if, you know, if, if you're collecting and you want to get one of everything, there's a reason to have those guys um, past being remakes, you know, straight remakes of figures you already had before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish more of the retro line were, had more differences to them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I, I, I didn't need the same stuff over and over and over again. Uh, I'm on record as enjoying the fact that they did put out the stinger a second time, but that's because those stinger missiles are, you know, here in their for our eyes. Right. They they disintegrate if you look at them funny. So getting those in a better grade of plastic was a good idea. But like the 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 Cobra Trooper and Officer Pack, uh, Mark's gonna harp on the card heart here. I'll give him 15 seconds. I'll let it go. All right. Uh, but again, like I don't need those figures exactly the same, you know, and then the Duke and Cobra commander, they had little subtle differences to the paint, but did I need, you know, did I need them again? Exactly. No, I I really didn't. So I I like that. Everything's new for this one. This is, this is finally a different entry for those retro O-rings and, um, I often compared them side by side, but is that Ravage using the masterpiece mold? When I transformed him, he, he very much reminded me of that. I I don't know, Phil. I, I don't know the masterpiece one enough to to give you an answer there. I got one back there, but he's not open yet. So uh, I'll tell you next week. So it was a uh, big big Christmas for masterpiece cassettes in the Weber ooh. house. Yeah. Ooh. I know we got uh, we got the thunder, or rather the the triple T tank coming. Uh, the Sergeant Cup Triple T with uh, with Leatherneck and the Sarge. So maybe there'll be more after that. Maybe there'll still be some some O-ring assortment figures coming through this Transformers collaborative line, but we'll see. Well, we still don't have an Optimus Prime, so. <laughs> right, right. Is there a right. rumor about a Mobat Prime? That that yeah, has been bad. kicked around of late, and it came from, from JT Prime, so I'm inclined to think that that's, that's going to happen. Um or at least it's being planned to happen. If it doesn't happen, it's because they stopped production somewhere along the way. Hopefully, but, cr- fingers crossed, it's going to come out with Reefer Madness Steeler <laughs> running around <laughs> with the barrel. Ah! My, my oh, tank turned into a robot! We're all dead! 
Uh, I I know uh, General Hawk was was listed with it, but that doesn't mean there wouldn't be a second figure there. So who knows? Maybe Hawk is driving the Mobat to go retrieve Reefer Madness Stealer. Maybe <laughs> the first non-motorized Mobat too. Mm. But uh, that takes us up to number five. Drum roll, please. It's shipwreck. That is from the classified basic assortment. Uh, that is Joe Slepsky's number one. That was his absolute top figure, top toy, top product from 2023. Uh, Shipwreck's a winner. There's not a whole lot, a whole lot of reasons to not like him. Um, I like that they uh, they figured out a way to give him a, a removable hat. You know, well, we're giving him removable hair too. We've got his his terrible vintage accessory. And then we've got an updated sidearm that he could actually use in a fight. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's got his grappling hook. He's got poly. It's all good stuff. Um, talk to us about Shipwreck. Uh, let's see. Who got, who had Shipwreck the highest? I know a lot of folks had Shipwreck. Well, Joe did. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Weber, mm -hmm. you're this panel Shipwreck guy. I mean, talk about Shipwreck. He's damn near perfect. And when I say damn near, the only thing I have as a as a dig on this one are the constraints they choose to put on their own line with that terrible, brutal chest cut. But beyond that, this guy is absolutely full of win. Every bit of the authentic figure uh, or the original figure is homaged or included. And they give you the cool updates, right, of the actual modern weapon. And the removable hat, so you can have them, you know, hair on or hat on. Like, this is exactly what it should be. And I like, like, Grunt's a good example of a figure that was kind of dry. Even back in 82, he was kind of dry. And they gave him a really good modern update. But you still, even if, even if you uh, pop the head off like Captain America, I could put that figure up and you would squint and probably go, I bet that's Grunt, because it makes sense. But there are some guys like Shipwreck, that you just shouldn't mess with, right? Yeah. This guy's perfect. And no other Joe looks like him. So from loadout to, you know, the the uh, bird, which is ridiculous, but still awesome. This is exactly, this is, I'll look at a toy and go, this is exactly how I would have done it. This is a, just, you know, this is everything it should be. Uh, and everybody liked, I don't, some people got a little tired, thought Shipwreck was a little, got a little too much screen time maybe back in the day, but other than just maybe being a little tired of him, everybody likes Shipwreck, right? This is a good, a really good figure and a really good character and a guy who got a lot of run, uh, in all mediums, uh, short of the live action stuff. So, uh, right, well, there's nothing not to like here. Short of, uh. Short of uh, Larry Hama's comics, anyway. Was he not in that very much? Not he was really, in like no. two issues. Yeah. Oh, he, wow. He, he pops he's up been here in and a there. lot more on the IDW stuff. I remember him yeah. in, in I and quite a bit in Devils Do, if I'm remembering right. But De Devils, yeah, Devils do, do love do. Devils do love Shipwreck. Yes. Okay. So, but but Larry not so much. Yeah, Larry. He's it's not. I don't think he's got any aversion to him. I just don't know if he's like Larry's cast of main characters is that that dance card yeah. was already full. Yeah, I get it. I also think Larry's more army than navy. So. I think that's true too. Absolutely. 
So uh, cheapest big spender notes that shipwreck without Polly is like Disneyland without Phil. And I, I can't, I don't think that can be summed up any better. Yeah. That's only <laughs> on Wednesdays though. <laughs> right. So on Wednesdays, it's like, it's like shipwreck without Polly. Yeah. Next up, uh, what's number four? Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. Did you have something? Oh, I was just going to say, S. Myers has a point here that, that I'd love to just drop 20 seconds on. Okay. Because uh, I, I, I drop Bruno Chescott all the time. Re real quick, read the question for the yeah. our folks that are going to be listening oh. to this. Uh, Myers, S. Myers asks, Hancho, would you go with no torso articulation and just perfect the ball joint at the waist, like, say, Marauders or O-Ring Joe? And uh, to succinctly answer that, yes. That's exactly what I do. Or McFarland's always had a really good Fortnite figure that had like a soft plastic lower torso with an actual functional spine inside of it. I think his name was Red Stripe. I have him around here somewhere. And he's fantastic. Uh, you can do whatever you want with him articulation-wise, but it still looks like there isn't a gigantic, sharp, 90-degree angle cut right in the middle of your figure. There's better ways to do this, and I wouldn't I wouldn't sacrifice aesthetic on on figures that look this good for a few right. people to be able to pose shipwreck like Spider Man. That's it. Right. So box rant over. Right, and for the record, Mark, we all agree with you. Because I'm right. The, right, absolutely. It's just that you know they're they're. I, I don't want to get into the the discussion all that often because it ain't changing. Yeah, they're not making that any different. So no, I mean. It, it would take a seismic upheaval to decide to make the figures better at this point. So right. it would be like adding swivel arm battle grip in your first year, right? Or articulating the head. In or like your cloning, year, right? cloning Phil to cover Wednesdays when he's not there. Oh, that's a good point. Dark Phil. That's a good idea. <laughs> Dark Phil. He's the one without the beard. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're flipping it. <laughs> dark Phil is clean shaven. Right. Or or Dark Phil is blonde, just to make it extra, extra he, ironic. He could have an eye More confusing than anything. <laughs> blonde, clean shaven, and hangs out 24-7 at Knott's Berry Farm. So weird. Well, I never. <laughs> uh, a toy kind of mood notes. Uh, Shipwreck is amazing. Super slept on for most end of the year lists. Not on ours, because ours is right. Yeah, that's why we that's why we aren't in any rush to get it out. Otherwise, you just people be reading the same list. Well, I, I mean, it, we weren't in any rush to get it out because I gave you guys two weeks off for the holidays. That's true. That was that was the big part of that. Or as I like to call it, my friggin' birthday. I, that I that's part of that's a holiday. It's the holiday. Let's I mean, be it's, honest, right, right. There are other it's other serious. less important holidays that circle, not, circle it like planets around your sun. I'm not going to turn fifty again for a long time. So let's. Let's show the proper respect. It's certainly a date on the calendar. That takes us up to number four. Drum roll, please. It's G.I. Joe Classified San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Chuckles. And uh, is there a better photo than that? I mean, that's for, it, right? For, for the Chuckles figure. I don't I don't think there is. Uh, but he's he's... He's pretty damn incredible. I am not a Chuckles fan, right? I, I know Racktime Rob is not a Chuckles fan, and he loved this figure. I'm not a Chuckles fan, and I love this figure. Um, let's see. Let me check the, the grid here. See who, who had Chuckles the highest out of this crowd. 
That'll be, let's see, Slepsky. I guess that would be me. I had Chuckles the highest. But there again, he... Not that Chuckles was a bad figure. I, I just, I, I think that there's... I, I think some folks have a question with the aesthetic he brings. I, I actually kind of like that about him. Uh, simply in a world of olive drab, he's a guy that isn't a frontline combatant very often and and mixes up that look a little bit. Uh, so it doesn't bother me a whole bunch, but I was still kind of meh on Chuckle, Chuckles overall. Like it's, it's, he's not a very toyetic kind of character. He's, he's an undercover guy who isn't necessarily a spy. He's not a fighter per se. He's not like Snake Eyes and Scarlet. He's, he's more the bureaucratic side of that kind of. And so mm -hmm. it, it's like, he's not a real exciting toy, but man, they, they, they made, they gave you a whole story with the San Diego Comic-Con stuff and, and with the PulseCon uh, Crimson team, you know, Chuckles is retrieving something from them and they give you the item that he's stealing from them. And then they give you the Crimson Strike team that's hunting him down. Like they, they crafted something to make Chuckles an exciting toy and an exciting character. Um, so kudos to them on that. And then to execute it as well as they did, uh, you've got, all, all the extra gear you've got the the beaten up face with the silly grin on it uh you've got the lay you've got the working holster for his shoulder uh, there's just no misses here uh past the trademark mark weber brutal chest gun yeah you've also got sound blaster he's got and he's got a sound blaster slash sound wave slash dude i'd left him in the box i don't know but <laughs> Uh, he sticks onto the belt. You can't put him on the belt. No, that's that's true. That's true. He is there. Well, I mean, you gotta. He's got to be able to listen to some tunes. But uh, rack time, Rob. Why don't you talk about Chuckles a little bit? Yeah, Chuckles. I didn't have on my list, but he was one of those guys I I really thought about uh, for a long time uh, because it was it was a different look at Chuckles, and I kind of liked it as opposed to. From back in the day, I was, but uh, yeah, you hated him. Just, you hated him back in the day. I really, I really kind of thought he was dumb, and he wasn't, <laughs> and he wasn't much help in like the comics either. He was just, you know, a bit he, bland and vanilla. Yeah, Chuckles was was uh, was the exposition every any time he showed up. Yeah, he was just there to give you plot points and background. You know, he so was kind they're, of they're, in the background while other Joes did cool stuff, you know, and yeah, it, there was, there was not a lot to talk about it some more. Right. Uh, you know, the last laugh had a, had a big, uh, big influence on turning that around. I was like, oh, hey, this is the point of Chuckles. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a fan of Chuckles as, as the original figure, other than wasn't he the first functional shoulder holster in yeah. the line? I think it's the oh, first yeah. functional holster of like any kind. Really. And I, yeah. I dug that like crazy. I really like the yeah. pistols, like the guys that came with pistols, because not that many did, right? It took a couple of years before you had even a handful of guys that came with actual sidearms. So, yeah. At least like real pistols. Yeah. Not all yeah, these. Yeah. yeah. So I dug that about it, but I was not, a, I, I just had nowhere to put him in my battle, right? Like, I guess I could make him drive something, but. The Hawaiian shirt just always threw me. But the last laugh certainly turned all of that around. 
Yeah, definitely uh, a guy who who came out the other end of IDW's run much for the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's there's a lot of guys that uh, either held place or or kind of tailed off, but Chuckles was was someone they brought to the forefront and and is still riding that that momentum really. Well, in 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 the Real American Hero book under IDW, even Larry I think found better use for Chuckles. Right after that, so yeah. I'd like to say though, because it was a convention exclusive, they got away with making a GI Joe character just fun. Like mm-hmm. this is half joke accessories that he comes with, but it just enhances him, and yeah. it's not something you get away with at retail, where you know most collectors want more realistic military or anything, but a lay and headphones and a black eye with missing teeth. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's a half joke release, but it still works. It's a good, it's a really good point, Phil. It's exactly where this guy should be because it didn't murder anybody not to be able to get him at straight retail. Right. Like if you're in enough to know who chuckles is and why this is cool, then you're probably going to figure out a way to get this San Diego exclusive. And right, if you're and- not, he's not a hole in your collection. That'll make you stop collecting. And um, I, I I love the extra head with the with the knocked out teeth because Chuckles to me always he always seems to hit like he's the he's an action hero like Jim Rockford is an action hero where he's just getting it handed to him half the time. John McLean. <laughs> Anyways, that uh, takes us up to number three. Drum roll, please. Snow job on the board. Uh, somewhere Gary Godso beams with the uh, thousand watt smile. Uh, hard to deny Snowjob. I love him, frankly. I I like that they did not go uh, straight up redo of the 1983 figure. They they gave him a little bit more heft and more of a real world feel. Um, and frankly, I'm jealous of Snowjob because it's negative six degrees outside, <laughs> and and some of that is coming through the window, and I'm I'm kind of chilly in here. But um, Andrew Goggin says, deep cut for Jim Rockford. I doubt that, sir. It's one of the greatest TV series of all time. Timeless. But um, Snowjob is, uh, they gave him a ton of extra gear. I'm glad they took the time to make him a deluxe. He's got the the hood set up and the the different head where you can have, you know, you can have him not wearing a hood at all. Uh, He's got the sniper rifle, the skis, the snowboard, all that other great stuff. It's the one time that I have a nitpick that it didn't, didn't count against him too bad. They didn't have the laser rifle. Yeah. Gotta have that laser rifle. Yep. But, um, looking at the old grid here, uh, Joe Slepsky had snow jobs second overall. That's that's the top vote getter there. Uh, past that, uh, Mark Weber, you had him fourth. Uh, talk to us. Uh, what what are your impressions of Snowjob? I mean, redhead, right? So he's, he's already already way up there, but right. But, but yeah, the bulk on him, right? That's the only problem with the original Snowjob figure is I don't really believe he's wearing a parka, right? So and yeah, the, the laser rifle is a bit of a miss, especially because they were going to tool it soon anyway. So, right. but I mean, he's so full of wind. And I like I do like the big rifle because I think it is it's lost in him uh, or in his background a lot that he was an Olympic level biathlete, right? So right. if you were actually lining and they've made 
uh, spirit, you know, a class, a sniper in the classified line now. But really, if you were going to line up a couple guys to make one shot for the Joe team, it's probably low light and as defined now spirit and also snow job. So I like that the idea of expert marksman isn't lost on this figure. There's just, there's a lot here to like. I like the, the color breaks that they're giving you because straight white from the neck down would be really boring and easy to lose in the snow. Right. So, <laughs> so there, there's nothing I don't like about this figure right down to the well-obscured chest cut. So I, I, I think the world of this, I do think Gary Godzo put in 30 of those 37 points, but he waited, uh, he waited a long time. So sure. <laughs> We, you you did not see Gary Godso's name on our celebrity vote because he's not the only the only classified figure that I know he has is Snowjob. So yeah. I, it's I I don't I don't think it would be a, a, a good vote for him to participate in. He would have no, voted no, one one through ten. Snowjob. Snow Snowjob went across the board. Uh, he got on five lists, which is a lot for this year because uh, this is a year where there was uh, those votes really got spread out. So if you should if a figure showed up on five or six lists, it chances are it was just automatically going into the top 10 and and we'll look more at that uh, in a few minutes. But um, moving on because it's getting kind of late. Uh, on to number two, drum roll please. Oop, wrong way. Yeah. Scrap Iron's at number two, and um, another guy who sh just showed up real high on on a lot of lists, and and that forty seven points is there's a lot of distance between number two and number three, um, so you can tell there that the the cream starting to rise to the top. But uh, Scrap Iron, let's see who had him. I know somebody had him as uh, let's see James had him second, and. Uh, the rest of us kind of had Mark Weber, you had him third. Why don't you talk about scrap iron a little bit? I mean, it's 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 exactly what I like seeing from the classified line, where it's it's faithful to the original in a lot of ways, especially because the original was awesome. Scrap iron is has always been had outsized popularity based on how much run he actually got. A little right. more in the comic than the cartoon, but not a lot either way. But right. he was he was just so visually different from any of the early Cobra figures. And I remember as a kid, I would, I would look at how much stuff does that $3 figure come with, right? A guy like Breaker felt a little light, but this guy, especially because the, the missile thing broke down into what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven pieces. If you count the, uh, the handle, right? The, the thing on a string. Right. So, but I love the update here, right? Having him have a, a two-missile launcher on, a, on a, a quad stand with a cord hanging out of it feels very 1983, right? So right. give me this guy with the, the same-looking thing but updated on treads with a wireless controller. But the basic figure looks about the same, which is great. And then to take license and show us what he looks like without a helmet. Right. is is brilliant because it can be whatever they want because we've never seen it before and if you don't like it if you're like oh that's not what that's not my scrap iron leave fine. the hat on keep the helmet on <laughs> totally fine right and he's a redhead too of course so uh i 
There's nothing not to like. Actually, the one small beef here, and I got mine late because it was in my pile of loot from uh, Big Bad Toy Store forever, was that the packaging of this figure led to a ton of them having a puncture through the front flat box since there was no window. And so I got mine and I, I wrote back and I've always gotten great customer service from Big Bad. And I said, hey, my, uh, my scrap iron actually came with a puncture through the box. Can I swap it for, for one that didn't? And they said, we're really sorry. We don't, A, we don't have any more. And B, more than half our stock came with that puncture. So it actually is a packaging defect from Hasbro, which is a shame for something that, you know, is a little bit spendy for a figure. So again, True. worth every penny, but it's kind of a shame to have a packaging defect on something that's a little more expensive than your average thing. Phil Donnelly, what did you name the robot drone? Yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't name it anything. Uh. Incorrect. The name is Roy. Okay. <laughs> but um, no, I, I agree with you on all counts, Mark. I had him third on my list as well. Um, the, you know I'm a sucker for any time we get a figure that back in the day did not have a removable helmet or, or, a, or a, a visible face, and then we suddenly get one. I love it when that happens. I, I don't understand why it why it doesn't happen all the time, right? Yeah. Like barbecue not having an unmasked head is yeah. ridiculous to me. Copperhead not having uh, a, a, an unmasked head is what kept him off of my top 10 list because uh, I love that figure. But uh, like the fact that they took the time and they gave it not just not just an angry looking head, but something with personality and a story behind it with the, the scarred look. Just top top tier absolutely pushes it over the top. Okay, I'm gonna amend my answer. It should be Ricky the rocket launcher. Ooh, yep. with an UI on the end of it. Too late. Ricky. <laughs> or an I. Maybe it's a female. Too late. <laughs> it's it's Rony. <laughs> and uh number one uh, should be of of no surprise. Yeah, no drum uh, roll. It, right, given its absence to this point. Drum roll, please. I, mean, you gotta, I don't know you, if it needs it. You got to do a drum roll. Lieutenant Falcon. Right. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Phil is correct. If you're asking for a drum roll, Largo is the only choice. his head. Largo is the only choice. Uh, but it is. Yes. Matt Marauder's <laughs> Barbecue. Pulling it out at the end there. <laughs> That's right there with a sweep 90 points for the G.I. Joe. No, no, that is, that is not. That is not <laughs> number one. No, Dude, the, no. the predator pose is outstanding on that one, though. <laughs> put, put, a, put away your pitchforks and torches, people. <laughs> and if you need one of those, I have No, wait. No, you it's, don't. No. It's habit. That's no, all right. We can get you one. Yeah, we'll we'll we're just we're just stones throw from an Ollie's. As soon as they start showing up, we'll get you a whole case. <laughs> number one. Number one's a his tank, and it you know come on now. I, I this thing is a monster. Uh, there was a lot of promise wrapped up into this, and I can't think of a spot where they fell short. Um, everybody who had the his tank on their list, you can see that seventy point total. Seven of us had it on the list, and seven of us had it at number one. Not a lot of drama there. Um, Guys, all give me about 60 seconds on the hiss tank. Uh, Phil Donnelly, we'll start with you. It's huge. 
it looks like a his tank should. You can make it look like a classic his tank. You can bulk it out with all the new stuff. It's got a light that shines a Cobra sigil in front of it. And it fits people in the back. I mean, what's not to like about this thing? Rack time, Rob. This is everything we wanted the his tank to be back in 1983. Oh, I, I dare say it was more because back in 1983, my mind was blown that Cobra finally got a tank full stop. Yeah, but I mean, so <laughs> when, when you'd see it in the comments and stuff like that, you wanted it to. We, we got a hits tank and it was fine. You know, it was great. I mean, we, you know, we used the hell out of it. But th this is, this is the dream hits tank. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't feel like you'd have Hawk punching Destro on the back of a classic hits tank. <laughs> Here you could make it work. <laughs> Mark Weber. I mean, Hawk flew all the way to Burbank to punch Destro in that issue, as I recall. He did. Uh, the only thing you could possibly nitpick about this and think about all the moving parts and all the things they did uh, with the essential Kickstarter HasLab kind of campaign, the only thing you could possibly disappoint, be, be disappointed in is if you wanted a different color scheme on the His Technician, which they gave us a voice in. So, look, this is perfection. This is exactly how you should run this kind of thing and the fact that people dropped this much money on it and no one is disappointed in it at all. Right. It's a huge, it's a huge win, not just for GI Joe, but for Hasbro, right? The idea that, that this is the blueprint for how you should do a HasLab item. It's through the roof sensation. Yeah. I, I can't add any more to that. This, this is just a, uh... You know, full full disclosure, I have not opened mine yet. But also full disclosure, there are times when I'll just walk into Rack Time Rob's room and just drool on his for a while. And that's why it's got those those right. dried those dried drool marks on it, because I don't wipe it up afterwards. Don't let Rob know you're touching his drum set. <laughs> Too late. Uh, but uh he, he busted that thing out and and um uh, Ryan Daly asked the important question: Is it really better than Slaughter's Marauders Barbecue? Ah, it's a little bit, just a little. <laughs> yeah, but is uh, it better than sixty Slaughter's it, Marauders Barbecues? You know, I I dare say it was it was like. Uh, but I said to Rob, it's I said it's like buying a cat. It's that much takes up that much space. Only the stuff on your top shelves is still safe. Right. Like it's it's all of the pluses of owning a pet with none of the minuses. You should go out and get yourself a his tank. It's probably cheaper in the big picture. Mm. They don't eat as much. Yeah, it doesn't cost um, a Lexus in the length of it. <laughs> uh, Matt Rubin asked, uh, "Was Rock and Roll twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two? He was twenty twenty three, and he we'll was, talk yeah, about he was this past year. We'll get him in just a second. He he did receive some votes, uh, but yeah, from from front to back, from from the the announcement. Uh, and the excitement that that generated all through the campaign and unlocking all the tears. Like there has been, there was no letdown on this His Tank project from beginning to end. It is spectacular. Uh, if you decided that that was, that you didn't need anything else in your collection because this is the pinnacle, you know what? I would, I would not argue with you on that one. If you just decided they're not topping this, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm finally satisfied. I get it. 
this is that good. Um, uh, 2024 has a high bar to clear. Look, 2023 had a high bar to clear. Serpentor won last year, and that figure and that chariot are outstanding, right? Like there is, and, and this thing, I mean, just just rolled over it like so much. Um, and, like a tank. And, yeah, like yeah. yeah, like a tank on a glider. <laughs> but um, but it's um. It, it, it's it's just it's just nuts. I it, it, as you can see the gold sticker there. Everyone else is number one, right? Um, because I don't know what what uh, Joe Slepsky and <laughs> and Troy were smoking. Actually, I Troy Troy I did ask about it because he was the the first list that got back to me that didn't have the tank on it, and he just said, you know, yeah, I'm just I'm classified as a whole just kind of leaves them cold. So I if you're not super in on classified, I can see this just not not moving your needle you know he he, he gave it acknowledgement said hey you know yeah it's pretty cool but it's, it's not fancy. one of the, it's not one of the things that he enjoyed about the line and that's why we that's why we open this up to to more folks right that's that's why we do this list with with more than just the the normal cast um we know that we have a focus we know that we have our favorites and it's good to get outside of that and and maybe talk to folks who we don't hear from as often about these sorts of things I think this is so authentic that I expect the cannons to droop next year. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. A uh, couple, couple of months. Yeah, give yep. it a couple of months. Droopy cannon. We, we, we got, got it. We'll be putting guys' arms on top of the back of the cannons just to keep them up. Yeah. We, we got just it in like, December, so expect that come springtime. Just like the good old days. <laughs> it's actually one of the only things Deep Six is good for. Just right. put the big ham fist down on top. Mm. Yep. Except he doesn't fit in that turret. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so when do we get the septic tank? And here is our ridiculous others receiving votes category. Now, this is a year where there were 60-plus classified items uh, on their own. Uh, so, yeah, you can only – like, we're talking twice the product that last year had, so – these votes, these 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 selections got really spread out. We had over forty, I think it was forty five different items that received votes. You can see twelve points just missing the cut. Uh, Firefly, low light, and the televiper and trouble bubble, and then because Joe Slepsky had to vote in a tie, eleven and a half points was buzzer. So uh, really close on them. Um, and, and there were a lot of situations too where somebody's really high pick didn't get any other support because it just wasn't something that that lit their fire like phil you had the the uh crimson strike team real high right yeah yeah and nobody else had it you know it's weird to me but like it was the other side of the coin to the chuckles set and i kind of figured you know right and, me, and it's, and it's not that yeah and it's not that there's anything wrong with the crimson strike for me the crimson strike team didn't make the cut because while that baroness figure is extreme Extreme. Um, like I don't need the repaint twins coming with it. So it's like, eh, eh. It it gets like the the fact that it came with a couple of useless lumps of plastic, um, kind of took away points. And and again, in a in a year where where nitpicks, like normally I don't care that much about a little nitpick or something, or or I would recognize the greatness of the one figure at the expense of the other two, like. That the top 10 list that I turned in, I really felt like it was all killer, no filler. 
uh, and nitpicks were what broke a lot of ties. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, in a year where you just where I just didn't have that much to complain about, um, the the little like the trouble bubble again. What why did the trouble bubble and the televiper not make my list? Because I hate the arms on that televiper. That's all. That's all. That was it. That it would would have been my number eleven, just like it is here. But um, so that that's what we're dealing with. Um, and you can see all the way down to the to the bottom. Python Copperhead, I thought interesting, got a tenth place vote for one point. Regular Copperhead received no votes. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so okay, all right, all right. Um, Sam Myers asked, "Why didn't people like Buzzer? I didn't have any quality control issues on the- No, I, I, again, it's just a really strong year. Buzzer did well. Uh, but just not quite well enough. Uh, we we spread it out over nine folks. Uh, you see some some real the sky striker was my second place item. Nobody else had it on their list. The sky striker, that thing we paid three hundred bucks for. Nobody, nobody, nobody else cared. Explain it to me. I I can't. I, I don't know. I think it I, needed, I, more, honestly, needed more mustard and ketchup. I mean, agreed. I honestly forgot about the skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people did. I mean, it was January, but it it, it was released and, and, in twenty twenty three. Classified had sixty five items. I was weeding through. Right. Um, some oddballs in there. Troy McKee made sure that we knew all about the Super Seven Wax Pack trading cards. Um. He actually Phil, have a full set. Phil, was that you with the three zero Firefly? It was me, yes. Not a bad pick. I just, I okay. didn't even, I didn't think twice about it because those things are out of my, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're out of my price point, right? Like it's, yeah. it's so I, you just don't think about that sort of thing. Look, everybody's going to have a different idea on what the top ten items were. We want to hear all about yours, so be sure to put those in the comments down below. We'll, we'll respond to as many of them as we can, um, but uh, we want to hear all about what you think the top 10 G.I. Joe products for last year, for 2023, were. Uh, and again, we we stuck with anything released after last year's uh, uh, Tiger Force Outback Wave and Target. That was the last bit for 2022, all the way through the, the Hiss and Hiss Strike team this year. Uh, hitting, hitting our mailboxes at the end of the year. We didn't we didn't talk about the book. We didn't talk about Mutt. We decided to kick those forward for next year. But anything within those those two runs, bring it on down. So anything yep. for beginning of 2023 all the way through the end of the year, we want to hear all about your top 10 G.I. Joe mm-hmm. items of 2023. Uh, any Any last words on this one, Mark Weber? I just I'm I'm thrilled that people reminded me of that god awful cuckoo clock. So we <laughs> have to get that one back on the radar, baby. Right. Appreciate that. Right, Bradford. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Greg. I might vote in that upcoming train set that has the file card for his driver with the typo on it, because I made that typo and they copied my text. Oh. Uh, in, in fairness, I don't think that Bradford Exchange clock was actually released yet. So we we have we we got a chance. It's it's a 2024 item by definition. 
But um, uh, rack time, Rob. Any any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people. I, yeah, I just saw a lot of questions for, go by about Shockwave and said, "Hey, what was wrong with Shockwave? Nothing. Eh, nothing." <laughs> Uh, comic tropes asks, is this only figures because the return of the Hama comic and Duke number one are pretty awesome. Joe things in the world of comics. We agree. And actually, you know, had, had this list stretched out to 15, I'm probably getting, um, real American hero 301 on there. Uh, just, just for momentum's sake, but I, I couldn't deny the stuff that's in, it just no. didn't work out that way. No, I mean, uh, oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. I, I, again, we, we leave this open for, stuff whatever whatever the whatever items are so so yeah books are in it but uh it would it would have to be a like it would have to be a single item and that does kind of take away yeah. uh you know it makes it tougher for for one single issue to crack uh, a top 10 list of of stuff of this quality right like if it was if this was if we were back in the hiatus years yeah there's going to be yeah. some single issues getting in there because there's there's nothing else going on but yeah it's a lot tougher when you have stuff like the hiss tank and the scrap iron snow job, etc. Just, just, just very simple kind of things that people can unite behind and, and cause that reaction. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough for a single issue of a comic, which is deliberately spread out to not, you know, not to blow all those feelings in one shot. Yeah. It, it's, it, it would be tough. It can happen. I'm, I'm not ruling out that we won't see a book next year. Um, maybe not a comic, but certainly a book. Um, yeah. And the but, comics uh, got their flowers last week when we did the top 10 news stories, essentially from last year, right? The Renaissance yeah. of, of the Joe comic got a lot, got a lot of play last week. So we, uh, we have given our salute. Although given, given, you know, a, a wider criteria. Yeah. I'm, yeah Duke uh, number I one is damn close. Harrison Townsend asked, "Am I missing Chuckles? He was pretty enjoyable. Chuckles is number four, uh, so we didn't we didn't even talk about him that long ago, man. Come on now." <laughs> but it's uh yeah it's it's um we we, we will uh, we'll do this again at the end of next year or this year. We'll see how we'll however the schedule works out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Maybe maybe Christmas won't fall on the day we. Re for the day after we record again, then we can. Uh, it shouldn't. It's a leap year this year. Right. So that gives us a little extra time. Maybe. Ways, yeah. yeah. Maybe Christmas we'll, Eve on a Tuesday. We'll only we'll only do one week off instead of two. So it was it was like we were going to miss the Christmas week regardless, but we took the New Year's week off too because I'm not. I just wasn't going to contest with New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and whatever. We'll we'll put our interview with Pixel Dan up on that day and it'll make it all better. So. <laughs> But um, but yeah, we'll we'll do it again. Uh, we we thank everybody for for watching on on this one. And uh, again, be sure to down below in the big boy comments, give us your give us your top ten. Uh, the live chat's nice, but we're not going to get a chance to get to them, and eventually they'll go away. So put your put your personal top ten list down below in the big chat. Uh, real quick, we'll we'll take a look at the this year versus last year. You can see the point totals. Serpentor in the air chariot had 63 and it was the winner last year. This year is the his tank with 70. Those are kind of close, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but the fall off drops off considerably. And again, it's all because of the, the amount of selections spirit had 57 points. Scrap iron only had 47. Crockmaster had 46. 
Snow Job only had 37. So you see right there how spread out the voting was really affected the point totals, except for the Histang. And that's a nice problem to have because that means there's lots of great product that we couldn't make up our minds about. Yeah, it was a, it was a hard pick. It was a hard put on this list. It, last year, I remember I did the list in about like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I think I had five drafts this year. I just weren't bloop, 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 bloop. Nah. There are some things away. I wanted on there that I had to bump off because it's just like, well, this one's better. <laughs> Yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, put it I away. Mean, come back, come back the next day. Think about it again. I, I mean, I didn't have scrap iron on mine. Uh, just give a, a quick yeah. shout out to to James Booth on this one. Uh, James was a last minute uh, judge for this year's, and uh, and and he was more than willing to jump in and participate. And so we we thank James for helping us maintain the integrity of our mm -hmm. little year end event. We're all about uh, integrity. Right. <laughs> integrity and belligerence. That's it. <laughs> integrity and belligerence. So like uh, be, be sure to head over to Agent Chuckles' channel and subscribe there as a thank you to him. Mm -hmm. And that's all she wrote on the top 10 G.I. Joe products. Top 12 G.I. Joe products. Mm -hmm. The top G.I. Joe products. <laughs> Yeah, we are running way long, so let's let's roll right into shout-outs. Phil Donnelly. Uh, every time, it's uh, my partner in crime, Patrick Stewart, who I've seen in the chat. I don't know if he's still here. but uh, he, He's floating around in there. He better be. <laughs> I saw him a couple times, yeah. We yeah, can he's... Uh, we can drive to his place and punch him. Mike's got two fists, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he got itchy I, knuckles. <laughs> I call him Bartles and James. <laughs> I call him Jacoby and Myers. Hey, he is here. Good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, together we do the Articulated Points podcast. Uh, we like to do deep dives on toy lines. Joe is definitely a part of it, but also we go into other toy lines. Like our most recent episode was about the X Men Danger Room toys and just trying to get into things that you might not have heard about or otherwise overlooked and uh, just give everything we can about that. And then sometimes I put Disneyland stuff in there because <laughs> it's my show. Right. It's your channel. They gave you the passwords. Popcorn at Axe Ahoy. Right time, Rob. Shout it out. Shout out to the studio audience. Saw lots of different names uh, out there. Lots of names of people whose other channels I happen to watch, like Comic Tropes and Patrick. And So thanks for coming in, guys. Absolutely. Always happy to have... Uh, folks, new and old, uh, be sure to spread the word. Like, share, subscribe, do all that cool stuff. Mark Weber. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give the shout out to the MASH list right now for a couple members of the community. We're fighting through stuff. Troy Osgood, uh, a, a, a longtime member of the community, who's fighting kidney stones right now. Boy, oh. have you ever had a kidney stone? Oh. I don't have to tell you what he that feels he, like. He wishes he was dead. That's exactly right. So we'll see you on the other side, Troy, one way or the other. Uh, and for uh, Diana and Colin Davis, who I don't know if they caught COVID or if COVID caught them, but either way, uh, they're uh, working their way through that. So we hope you all are uh, are recovering, doing better, and hope you're uh, feeling 100% soon. I, I'm going to add to that with a shout-out for Sean Russell. Oh, that's who is, right. Uh, has had some, some health issues of, of late. One of our sensational 17 coffee backers. 
uh, had spent some time in the hospital. So we'd rather you not did that anymore, sir. Um, you need to knock that off. Uh, that's the only warning you'll get. Uh, because you had no control over it, we will not fly to Louisiana uh, to punch you in the face. It's weird to, this time! <laughs> It'd be so weird to fly to L.A. and connect through Louisiana. <laughs> it's L.A. to L.A. Right? right? It's... <laughs> fly, fly on into New Orleans via Los Angeles. Right. You just need a long lay. You, don't, you just need a layover in, in uh, New Orleans, right? I mean, look, man, about three hours. That's a good tourism run, though. You can't beat that, man. Yeah, uh, you ever been to Get Los Angeles? hurricane in one hand. <laughs> Right. You, you ever been to uh, New Orleans, Mark? I have not. Oh, my God. Oh, you got just enough time to get a good meal. Yeah. Don't yeah. they let you take your drink out of the bar and yes. onto the plane? That's pretty good. I don't know about onto the know. plane, but you can walk on the streets with an open beverage container. That's because right, right. the orange zone is for drinking, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at uh, a Joe Con, I was uh, Roger Taft picked me up at the New Orleans airport. And we're coming in, and um, he asked if uh, if I wanted to stop, and and volunteered Popeyes as the place to stop. You know, the fast food chicken place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would I fly all the way to New Orleans to go to a Popeyes? Yeah. And he said, they they started here, right? And I said, well, yeah. Is it think of how good the one in New Orleans is if they spread out all over the country? And I said, God damn it, Roger, let's go to Popeyes. <laughs> Onward. <laughs> we, we did not we did not go to Popeyes. But uh, speaking of Roger, we'll give a shout out to him because Roger will be joining us on the show next week uh, with with Josh Egaby to talk all about their new project coming up. Guess what? It's a book, folks. Um, uh, so it'll be uh, Mark and I with uh, with the gruesome twosome of, of Josh and, and Roger to talk about their upcoming deal. And uh, give a shout out to to reiterate what Racktime Rob said to all of our friends in the live studio audience. We appreciate you. If you're catching us on recording, we appreciate you just as much. Don't let those live people push you around. <laughs> uh, similarly, uh, if you're catching us on the audio version, thank you so much. We appreciate you too. Really, however you're listening to us, we love you. Uh, make sure that you're heading over to the YouTube page at some point, uh, liking the video, subscribing to the channel, doing all that cool YouTube stuff. Share us in all of your your uh, Facebook groups and your Reddit pages and all of your GI Joe collecting circles. Uh, we appreciate it. Cause that's, that's how we're going to grow this thing. That's how it's going to keep going. We, we can only beat the, uh, the algorithm so badly. We really count on you guys to do the work for us. So a couple extra clicks is all we ask. Um, uh, cheapest big spender says, uh, what? No, Phil, uh, what is Mike going to do? There's, there's no Rob next week either. We're kicking him out to make room for everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's um, you know, all out, all you. But um, didn't want to do your dumb old show anyway. Right. Give give a shout out to our friend and neighbor Brian Lower, the host of of the HCC seven eight eight live stream, which is on before us every week. Give a shout out to our wonderful friends and sponsors at Kokomo Toys. Uh, We'll sing the theme song real quick. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Kokomo, Toys. Kokomo, Kokomo. And, uh, you know, that's about it. That's what we got. We're sorry to keep you so late, but hey, we figure it was worth it. We don't do these special kind of things very often. It's legit my bedtime. (laughs) As our friend Vagon likes to say, stay safe, and if you can't be careful, 
Be sure to join us next week for another brand spanking, sparkling new episode of What's On Joe Mind. Until then, have a great rest of the week. Yo, Joe. Beer. Thank <laughs> you.